This week on the BAMFCAST. Double fisting, double breasted, double crossing, double agents, doubling double doubles. One star, double in. All right, and welcome to the BAMFCAST. Hey, 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 episode Bamcast. 108. Eight, Nintendo. Yeah. Oh hi, Nintendo 108. So, I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm the Beach. I'm Chuck. And what we do each and every episode of the Bamfcast is we go ahead and double down on a double dipping of uh, bad movies. Yeah. And in this case, we're going to double dip on uh, 1988's uh, Andy Sedaris's Picasso Trigger, the follow-up to Hard Ticket to Hawaii. Yes. Yes. Which, doing a little bit of research, we realized was the last unanimous five jocks movie we had. Yes. And following, uh, you know, Robo Vampire, we decided to need something a up there. A palate cleanser. Yeah. Boo. Well, let's get a plot summary for Picasso Trigger out of the way. Please do this. Mm-hmm. Double agent Picasso Trigger is assassinated in Paris by double-crossing bad guy Miguel Ortiz. Then Ortiz begins eliminating the agents of the agency who were involved <laughs> in his brother's death. The agency, belatedly, springs into action to stop Ortiz's heinous activities. The usual gunplay, romance, and nifty toys with bombs and sues. <laughs> romance. I don't romance. know about that. Double the romance. Yeah. Double romance. Bad Actually, romance. double the sex. I, Not the, necessarily the romance. Yeah. I gotta say, I, I love that review. It's pretty or good. That, that, yeah. that, little that is a good synopsis. Yeah, right that's there. a good one. It is adequate. It works. Mm-hmm. I like nifty toys with bombs. Yeah. <laughs> well, they were. There, there are some. Yeah, they were toys with, with bombs, bombs taped to them. Yeah. Sometimes you well, we'll just can't get rid of a bomb. <laughs> and sometimes you have too many bombs. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so. Yep. So this is most of the returning cast. Mm-hmm. It, or at least returning characters. Yeah, it's a lot of returning characters, not as many returning cast members. Well, there are some three. returning breasts. There are some. Three or four, maybe. Yeah, but there are a couple more characters who show up that I don't Basically, think... it's all the same boobs you saw in the last movie. Yeah, so here they are again, and I don't really mind that much. No, they're not bad to look at. I like looking at boobs. Mm-hmm. I will say there was kind of a fake-out <laughs> going on with this whole thing, because in the beginning... I thought this movie might have been like edited for cable when we started it, because... Yeah. It, but- they were like, whenever like a chick would take her top off, she would turn around, and they would cut away like right when someone pops the the strap on the front of their mm-hmm. thing or whatever. I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> like the last movie took like yeah. twenty seconds to get to nudity. Yeah, this one took a while. This this established twenty minutes easily. This movie established it, everything. It establishes everything throughout the course of the movie, and it just keeps establishing things, and then it's over. <laughs> Yeah. It's, it's never like the the movie establishes some stuff and then goes about its business. It is constantly like throwing new information at you. Mm-hmm. There, there's sort of a finale, but sort uh, of, yeah. But but the way it starts out is they've got Picasso Trigger is actually a the double agent as your synopsis so wonderfully <laughs> so, pointed so out. Said. Yeah, yeah, which We're, has a double meaning because it's also a fish. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. What is his real name? The fish's uh, name? I don't know. They no, the Salazar. Salazar. Sure. That's right. Yeah. Uh-huh. Slash Picasso Trigger. Right. And he Picasso Trigger. <laughs> we get quantum of Picasso Trigger. <laughs> we get a lot of establishing Sky shots of him in Picasso Paris, Trigger. and yeah, this movie and establishes someone, the hell out someone of Paris. going to his house in the suburbs, or, you know, out outside of Paris in the countryside, sure. aka and then, Southern California. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and then driving back to Paris. Mm-hmm. In which his assistant who gave him... A, well, he, he watches a videotape which shows the other bad guy... Ortiz. Saying, mm-hmm. Yeah, Ortiz saying, hey, shit's real. 
something about time his brother. Time to something. avenge my brother. Yeah, because that's all that guy does. Yeah, like like that guy. His sole purpose is to tell people that he is avenging his brother. Right. Mm-hmm. Even after he's avenged his brother, he just keeps doing it. I'm yeah. still avenging my I brother. I will find more people to avenge my brother. I'm sure somebody knew about something that was happening with my brother. Kill them all. This is the this is the mater D that gave my brother a bad table. <laughs> he sat too close to the bathroom. He could smell the shit. I will blow him up Monday at noon. <laughs> yeah. So he says the timeline has begun. Yeah. You must go. So he goes and he gives this speech about the Picasso trigger fish and uh-huh. stands in front of this painting that he says is a priceless masterpiece. And I was figuring, oh hey, it's gonna be like a Picasso. No, it's like painted by Earl. It's like one of those 80s prints that you would buy at a motel. Like, yeah. Yeah, they're like the Guy Harvey. Yeah. yeah. Uh, like paintings. Yeah, like you'd get it at Pier 1 or something. Yes. Sure. But he's hey, like it's a priceless masterpiece of a fish and it's like just a painting a, of a fish. A fish. Yeah, There's it would like be, no artistic It would be hanging in a red lobster somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it's just Ooh, that looks delicious. Give yeah. me one of those. I'll have the Picasso trigger, please. Yeah, yeah and that, with lemon. And so he finishes <laughs> his little speech about the collectible how, glass. Yeah. How it's all this stuff, and that's when we're introduced to Pantera, who is Pantera. Who is not not the Pantera you would think. No, but actually, just Spanish. It's a broad, chick. slender Spanish chick. Yes. Yeah, who never gets naked. Nope. Mm. She's coming close like naked, three or she four does. times, but and she really, gets close. But it's like it's like dude gets to grasp her boobs a few times, but they never reveal. Yeah. Well, she she had the weird ass sex scene where he's like reaching down for her boobs. Yeah. And then, like, reaching up to her ass, yeah. and, like, because she's wearing, like, ripped She's jeans. wearing what looks like an X-Men outfit or something, <laughs> yeah. you know? It's one of those weird ass... It is. Yeah. It is. One-piece yeah. no, bathing suit things, yeah. but... Sure. Weird ass. But anyway, well, Pantera yeah. sounds like an X-Men. Sure. <laughs> what was her special power? I, her power I of not getting naked. Yes. Nipples. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um... No, it's, no, it's, it's like... It, it's like the uh, the ruby-lensed, you know, visor thing that Cyclops uh, had. The, mm-hmm. That... That top had to. Mm-hmm. Oh, she couldn't expose. Yeah, she couldn't expose her breasts. Of her, yes. I see. Of her breast right. is very important. <laughs> her tadas. So, so anyway, okay. She talks with Salazar and just has this weird conversation where she's just like, "You're a bad guy, you know." And he's yeah. like, "Yeah, I know, but it's Maybe cool. I'm a good guy." Meanwhile, he's hanging all over this sculpture. Yeah. In the art museum, he's just like, like he's got his arm draped around it, like it's a piece of furniture. It's a sculpture. Get off of that. Yeah, and then he Stop walks it. outside and gets shot in the chest. Yep, walks and... outside to have a smoke, and mm-hmm. smoking kills him. Yes, with a gun. Yes, because fired his, by someone. His henchman priest guy has been uh, driven up in a sidecar of a motorcycle, mm-hmm. pulls out a World War II rifle, uh-huh. and takes a shot at him across the parking lot with people all around, and nobody. Everybody looks at the guy that got shot. Yeah, Nobody bothers like, to look like and go. Even yeah. the news cameras run over. Right. Yeah. And meanwhile, he's like packing up the gun. He's like, okay, yeah, I guess <laughs> yeah, this let's is... Just not go out here. The sidecar's not suspicious. Get that in the sidecar. And what doesn't make sense is that his assistant guy is in... He, when he gets that tape from whoever the other guy is, he's in the room with him, just hanging out. The two of them are alone. He could have killed him there. <laughs> but he lets him go to the thing and then follows behind him for, I don't know, 20 miles or whatever in a, in a motorcycle sidecar and then kills him publicly. I just... Oh, I kept waiting for... That was part of the whole plot that's revealed at the end. Yeah, but that's dumb. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of really stupid... Is it, stupid, like, just... The plot is not important to this movie. That's yeah. It's really just sort of a collection of, of pseudo-action scenes with tits and yeah, toys. <laughs> it's, it's just basically the setup, which then gets into, okay, now we have to show all the agents and what they're doing. Right. And they're all spread out all over the damn place. Yes, including right. Hawaii. 
Well, they're, yeah, like uh, Edie's back yeah. running a restaurant in Hawaii right. from Hard mm-hmm. Ticket. Um, we're back to, well, now we're, Rain. we're, huh? Or Jade, sorry. Yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. thinking, I knew he, he he's, when, he, when Jade first shows up, he's wearing an outfit that makes him look like he walked out of the Mortal Kombat right. set. Right, right. So yeah. I keep calling him different Mortal Kombat <laughs> names, but Jade is, Jax. Jade. Jade is actually a Mortal yeah. Kombat. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but yeah, there's, again, they don't really bother to establish it like they did in Hard Ticket, but you've got another Abilene. Like the, mm-hmm. like the main guy is supposed to be another brother, I guess, or cousin. Because right. you had, in Malibu Express, which we didn't watch on the show, there was uh, an Abilene, I think Cody or something like that. Yeah, Cody. Hmm. And um, and then they did like a one-sentence thing like, oh, yeah, your cousin's off here doing a movie now. And right. so now we got the guy that's in Hard Ticket. And now they just bring in another guy named Abilene. Mm-hmm. No explanation. But he's hanging but he's out. He's the, the one who's on the Malibu yeah, Express. Yeah, he's hanging out on the Malibu Express okay. boat. But, God, talk about some shit casting. <laughs> Yeah, this guy, he's like he's like the abusive husband in every Lifetime movie ever. He looked like Tom Berenger's serial killer brother. Yeah, he's yeah. just he never blinks. I don't think he blinks once in this movie. Mm-hmm. And no. He's just got like this dead-eyed look to him. Even standing in front of a projector. Yeah. <laughs> he's just he's creepy. Yeah. That's I mean that's the only way to put it. He's creepy. The the guy in the in Hard Ticket at least was like cheesy cool. Like he was douchey, but he was like he had no problems just delivering the cheesiest, shittiest lines yeah. and just kind of having that smirk about him. He's like, yeah, I know this is shit, but who cares? But, yeah, but-, but they continue the trend of the Abilene's being the worst shots on the face yeah, of the earth. Right. And it's this weird it, running joke. Yeah, I don't understand. It's like, why is this entire family secret agents and they all suck at shooting? Like, how about <laughs> we just kick them out of the agency? They yeah. also actually point that out in the movie. Yeah. Like during oh, yeah. the movie, they're like, yeah, you're still just a terrible yeah, shot. Yeah, at least twice. Like even like in the climax of the movie where he's shooting at the main bad guy, the main bad guy's like, I've seen you shoot. I know you're not even going to come close to me. Yeah. Which is true. Mm-hmm. He doesn't. He, yeah. And, and somehow he also has the same, almost the same weapon as the guy from the last one too. He's got uh, that like old style Luger. Yeah. Luger. Anyway. It's family tradition. But yeah. So, so, I mean, and then we're introduced to, um, to Donna and Taryn are back, doing their thing in Hawaii. They still fly the, the Molokai, charter. Yeah, they still like Molokai cargo. Fly mm-hmm. the cargo planes but then are on this Where like, their sweet uniforms. Yeah. But there's there's then they start off on this catamaran kind of thing and you know, they wake up half naked and decide to almost shower together. They wake up in their lingerie yeah, on this right. boat cuz they're on an expedition to Yeah. Collect samples uh, for their marine biology course. Sure. Or Absolutely. Yeah. Either way, sure. that's where we get our first shower scene. Yes. Yeah. Our first glimpse of nudity, right? Mm-hmm. And then our first glimpse of denied nudity. Yeah. Yep. And they they put on wetsuits, sweet and body gloves. <laughs> yeah, she, she takes yeah. a shower. Yeah, and then jumps in the ocean, yeah. which, yeah. as we all know, is not how you do it. Yeah. Uh, well, it's and, like showering hey, before you get in the pool. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Don't think about it. So they swim off. She didn't want the water to get dirty. No. <laughs> right. So they swim off, and then like Mutton Jeff, idiot Scott Bayo, and and you know blonde stupid guy, evil Ricky Schroeder. Right. They pop up. I don't even really know who they are and connect. They're just henchmen of guy. Let's yeah. just say that. Yeah. This, well, the the evil Ortiz guy, I think, is his name. Has yeah. the uh, you know the pager wide network of, of <laughs> do you know guys that are going to off all these people for him. Yeah, they all have these weird giant text pagers that they send each other notes on in in rhyme. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, they show up with like a model airplane from World War Two and start flying it around. <laughs> this is this is also the first gadget with a bomb on right. it. Right. Yeah, cuz one thing these movies have established is that gadgets are stuff that will show up in these movies and 
blow other things up because there were what like remote helicopters in the first one that were smuggling the diamonds mm-hmm. from the boat. Okay, so something like that. So they just they start flying the airplane around the boat because they think the chicks are on the boat and the chicks are off on shore, just like oh look, it's an airplane, it's cute. What's it doing? Why is it flying around our boat? Why does it keep circling our boat? It's getting closer. And then so Ortiz sends him the, the, gets him on headset. That bitch testified against my brother. (laughs) Avenge my brother. Avenge him. So they crash the remote control airplane into the boat with it, with just explodes into frenzy of boat blowing up. Yeah. There's a lot of water explosions in this. There's a screen filler too. Yeah. That one was pretty good because you had like the shock wave on the water coming out Mm -hmm. too. Mm Mm-hmm. And the chicks are like, oh, no. Oh, we're going to lose our yeah, deposit on the boat. Yeah, I love how they're just like, boat. oh, yeah. the boat. Oh, guess we better hike back to get town. those guys. And then, then they're sort of theorizing what's going on. And it's like, oh, do you think, they, do you think they, they figured out who we are? And it's like, the United States government would never blow your cover. You can trust the United States government. Yeah, they, it's like they had this whole nonsensical speech about how the government wasn't going to betray them. But yeah, but honestly, they were like third or fourth on the list of people that died. Like we saw some random people. We have no the no fucking idea who they are die first. Yeah, like they, well, they they go to Vegas like out of nowhere. It's just like, hey, you're in Vegas now. You were in Paris or Hawaii or right. wherever else. Dallas. And then there's these two like fat dude and tall like. Oh yeah, yeah, butch yeah. guy in the in the Vegas uh, CD Sands Club, the Sands Casino, mm-hmm. which no longer no longer exists. Yeah, and then they're watching this show, and uh, the guy very very obviously goes, "This is a tracking device," and he puts it in a flower, oh, and then takes it to this waitress and says, "Give it to this guy." And it's all just a thing so that they can track these two guys out in the middle of nowhere. Right. And they uh, bazooka their car out in the middle of the desert. From a helicopter. From a helicopter. Another good explosion. So these people we've never seen, we don't even know who they are. At this point, we're, I mean, we're really kind of lost. Like, we haven't seen anybody we've ever known. They're not trying to explain this at all. It's just like they're killing people. And then there was the thing about the, uh, they go to Edie's and they kill the two people with the lays. Mm-hmm. Oh right, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like the young couple that were also agents. Apparently, don't know who they were either. Yeah, but yeah, they, it's well, like what they was the first rhyme that he gave? Something. Because because they they tracked the two agents yeah. in Vegas. They're driving in the middle of the desert, and suddenly he blows them up with a rocket launcher and blows the car up. Yeah, yeah it was something about something with a flower. It's like okay, with the flower, the two with the flowers. The flower or... must die within the hour. Yeah, yeah. and something then like that. Yeah, and it, then the one with the lays were. Uh, I yeah, know. I don't know. They were just the two with delays blown, blown, blown them away. away. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they established early on that they're, they're killing these, these people and then coding their confirmation that they're dead with rhymes, but they're not coded rhymes. They're just like, we blew they're them the rhymes. fuck up. Now let's go. We did get, it with a model yeah, truck. Yeah. I mean, it's just, <laughs> yeah. it, it's like, it's like a most blatant, uh, there's no reason to covertly communicate any of this because no. it's so obvious what they're saying. Yeah. Um, but then that goes away. That never comes up yeah, because we were trying to make up one for the model airplane in the boat. Yeah, yeah, that that happened. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so that, at this point, now that we're like reintroduced to people we have seen from Hard Ticket, we're like, okay, we're kind of maybe following what's going on here. And right. then they kind of finally stop killing people and start going, okay, everybody get together so we can kind of explain what the fuck this movie's about. Yeah. Because they have this meeting. They basically uh, the the girls run back to town. They get in touch with uh, Jade on the phone, who's at the aquarium. Yeah, and they're just like, "Hey, somebody reason. blow up our boat." And he's like, "Yeah, well, let's all we're get not getting our deposit." Oh, and Pedro back. got blown up. Yeah. Carlos. Oh, yeah, that's right. Because we find out. <laughs> yes, <laughs> there, there was a, there was a yeah. I guess he's like sort of a head guy. He's sure. head CJ of that agency, whatever it is. Whatever the fuck's name was? Yeah, Uncle something. Yeah, LJ. LJ. LG. LG. Yes, I remember because oh, he's Gulch Cooch. 
Yes. <laughs> oh, Gooch Cook. He's a Gooch Cook. Gooch Cook. <laughs> but yes, so he's like he's like some kind of head of this agency or whatever because yeah. they they go to try to blow him up and they end up like blowing up his uh, his ranch s- hand, ranch hand, his I guess. Gardener. His gardener. Ranch. <laughs> I wasn't going to say gardener. But anyway, yes. Go back and get us some sandwiches. <laughs> okay, yeah. senor. Okay, yeah, go yeah. get these sandwiches. Oh, no! <laughs> and, then, <boom. laughs> and, and that was, this also was the first time that I noticed yeah. the henchmen high-five each other after blowing up the Mexican guy. Yeah. There's a lot this of starts joy. starts a trend yeah. where it's like Army of Two. Everybody, <laughs> yeah. that, everybody that kills somebody Good is shot. like, yeah, bro, fist bump. That was an awesome murder. <laughs> Sweet murder. <laughs> you totally took that human being off this yeah. planet. High five. <laughs> yeah, so they stop making rhymes and start high giving thumbs up and yeah. high fives. And but that's consistent no matter who is doing the killing. Like, yeah, either the side, kill somebody. Yeah, they're all high-fiving or yeah. doing crazy yeah. shit. But after the attempt on LG's life, they finally get together in a big conference room and, like... Well, they, like, yeah, they, they, and the has shown back up and is now apparently with Travis. Yeah, Travis, yeah, Travis has been creepy serial killer guy. He's been given the responsibility to pick her up and and take care of her Texas style. Her Texas style, which we immediately find out they boned in high school, uh-huh. and he was a dick. And she's like, "I never forgot you, and I love you." And we're gonna oh yeah, she and talks about the rug burns she got on her ass that were there for a week. She has no line. She just crosses it like yeah, yeah. just immediately, <laughs> just like I've done nothing but think about you. Yeah, Let, let's go to the cowboy bar. Yeah, <laughs> that's cowboy. And this up. is where she's wearing the X Men out. Yes, yeah. it is. Yes, and then she puts ripped jeans over. Well, because it. she comes to the, the door. 80s. She she just like she doesn't know who's at the door. She just comes to the door wearing a robe and just nothing. not even a robe. Not a robe. It's, it's a just cape. A, yeah, it's just she's a wearing cape. her X Men outfit <laughs> and a see through cape. Sure, opens the door. Is like oh, she looks like Storm. I'm gonna go put something <laughs> comfortable on, and she go puts jeans on that are more ripped than jeans, mm-hmm. and they go to the cowboy, cowboy bar, bar. Yeah. and get sweaty as fuck. Okay. I mean, really, just. They do a l- tiny bit of dancing and just sit down and are just drenched. And yeah. then they start pawing at each other and rubbing yeah, each well, other. Then, well, they, uh, then they go home and they do the awkward, weird, right. like I said, like reach down, in, down reach the up, top, reach up the, meet in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> you wonder if like they just filmed that scene in the wrong sequence because they were like, we only got this bar for one night. And yeah, they didn't I, film them talking first. They decide to have them do all the dancing and stupid shit first. So maybe. then when they sit down, they're sweating like whores in church i don't know i don't know it's weird but anyway that is just that just establishes one that they fucked in the past and two they're continuing to fuck they they fuck again which angers one of the blondes i donna Donna, maybe okay because they go to the staff meeting they all all get called together to a staff meeting which you know would be a good time for the bad guys to kill all of them because Mm -hmm. they're in one boardroom uh and then on which day thursday oh god (laughs) the funniest fucking thing random nonsense out of nowhere is right before this they get together and do this meeting just violently thrown onto the screen with with loud sound effects and dramatic music is just a giant title that reads thursday and it's like this movie has done nothing to Thursday. establish time up to yeah. this point, and we're forty minutes in at this point. Yeah, and we Black get screen and huge white. Yeah, well, we get an establishing shot of like a hotel, and then bam, bam, Thursday. Yeah, it's violent. I mean, it's like it's it's we it's, all jumped. I yeah. mean, we were like, holy shit! Because I, mean, I mean, they even threw a stinger music yeah. wise on. I mean, it violates you. It's like whoa, <laughs> <laughs> what in the nobody hell? expects Thursday? <laughs> no, just no, Thursday out of nowhere. So they have their meeting, and it's like okay, shit's going down Monday at noon. Sunday at noon, we put our plan into action, and everyone has to be arrested at the exact same moment. 
Yeah, does a he loose, say arrested? A really loose version. Yes, he says arrested. He does say arrested, even though arrested because in this their world version means of arrested shot, means killed to death, shoot, explode, jib, <laughs> right. stab, yeah. yeah, murder. By the way, none of them are. None of this is done at the same time. By the way, it's all one by one at various different times during the day. Or so, are they? Well, I don't know. They should have put up like a quad split yes. on the screen. <laughs> Showed all. They couldn't afford that editing technology. No. Done the whole movie like time code. Yeah, exactly. So at, at this point, it just becomes a break off into teams and go murder some people you've seen before and some mm-hmm. people we're introducing to you now, like Jade and whatever yeah. that chick who's with Jade. Oh, the, he just. <laughs> there are all these weird sex scenes in the movie, but the weirdest is Jade's because. <laughs> It's like some yeah. some chicks just working out. I think that's supposed to be Edie. It is Edie. Is it? Yeah. Okay, because yeah, she's working thinking, out and he just kind of walks in and yanks her top off. Like it's boning time. Yeah, it's bitch. like it's time to bone. And I then mean, she th- keeps covering herself up and then goes and hides in the corner, like behind the curtain. Yeah, it was the same actress. It was. It, was. it didn't look anything like. I know. Her. It didn't no, it was her. Okay. I, I just confirmed. Okay. And we like, I, I didn't even know that was Edie. I just thought it was random new character. I was like, who is this person? <laughs> Um, well, Edie had like three lines in the whole freaking movie. Yeah. So. And she's useless in the next scene, which is when they go to the, the <laughs> they dress up as phone company people, but they're like porno phone company people. Yeah. They're just He's wearing, got his sleeves rolled up and yeah, his shirt buttoned shirt halfway completely down. completely wide yeah, he, open. He does and, not believe in buttons, zippers, anything no. that covers his chest. And they just have like clipboards with one piece of paper on it saying, I have a work order. And they just march into some henchman's office. And it's it's so bizarre whatever the fuck happens in the scene because they just march in and start fucking with the phone and these three giant muscle-headed idiots are like there's nothing wrong with the phone get out and they're just like oh no you don't understand we're here to fix the phone and that goes back and forth for a while constantly just like get out get out get out and then they're like we'll be back tomorrow to fix the static problem and they're just like okay okay we live here yeah we'll be here it's like tomorrow it's it's like wait what what happened so (laughs) i guess all of that was just to hide the gun in the flower pot Sure, <laughs> or just scope out the Which room. Barely or... pays off later. It's... Yeah, it's yeah uh, the shotgun. He hides the <laughs> shotgun in the yes. flower pot, yeah. which is not. You a mean shotgun. the machine gun that she calls a mm-hmm. shotgun? I shot him with a shotgun. Yeah. Well, yeah. There's there's several groups of bad guys that their stories aren't really explained. There's that no. guy that they do the telephone bit on. Mm-hmm. There's the guys in Vegas who apparently, like as they say in the movie, run a white slave trade slash snuff film business yeah apparently yeah. their scheme is to recruit girls to do a non-nude dancing show at some seedy piece of shit bar mm-hmm. and Green then transition show. them completely into snuff films they're gonna kidnap them and or, send yeah, them overseas or, for the yeah, sex trade. they either send them overseas or if they're not good enough they go same, they go right. to the snuff film at side same as like what happened to that girl in aruba yeah. or whatever yeah okay yeah. yeah, they have that little conveyor belt thing, and they like you know stamp like you know, slave trade, slave trade, slave, snuff. slave, snuff. Sure, <laughs> okay, like, whatever. Like uh, <laughs> play a good game of slave, slave, snuff. Yeah. Yes. So there are two that giant favorite in breasted undercover <laughs> agents dancing at this place, and not very pretty at all. Oh. No, they they couldn't act, and they didn't look good. And they did the they same made up for it with breasts. Yeah, they had they, routine. They were hired about for breasts eight times. Oh god, yeah, they had they did that routine at least four <sighs> times. Yeah, we kept watching legitimately. It. Yeah, dancing around with their little fake like shitty cap gun pistols, yeah. and, and they're not chaps. even topless. And, and again, let me stress: yeah, they're not topless, so it's yeah. not like. I can I can handle a dance scene over and over. I mean, I watch fucking Showgirls mm-hmm. many times, <laughs> and it's because 
of breasts. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really? just, just, yeah, they're they just, make everything better. Yeah, they do. Mm-hmm. Uh, they would have made that awful dancing better. They would have. But the first time they do it is, I just got to point out because it's really fucking weird. The entire bar is populated by old people. It looks, yeah, it looks like they, they ran out of room in the bingo room or the or the yeah, <laughs> yeah. or the, the kino room. Exactly. It's like overbooked. Yeah. yeah, it's like Andy Sedaris's cribbage group or something. Yeah, and like, it's, like they're all like yeah. we're playing bridge. Now yeah, there's like, these girls. I, I on need stage. to borrow you for a second. Come I'm, over here. It's actually sad. just a shot of the Kino room. Yeah, and yeah. It's it's fucking weird. I'm pretty sure he just traded roles in the movie for locations. I mean, that becomes painfully obvious at certain oh, points, yeah. like especially during the boat chase when you know tourists get pushed in the water and yeah. then some boat rental lady shows up. It's it's very clear that this is just hey, you know, I'll put you in a movie. Yeah, just let us use your your banquet room for this. For this dancing scene, and you, mm. you and your family can hang out here yeah. and watch the show. So there's all right. So there's there's guys that I and don't even know what their craft service table over there. Yeah. I don't know what their their scheme was, but there's the guys that they pull the phone service thing on. There's the the slave slash snuff guys. Yeah. There's there's who, the, who's in Hawaii. The two the the guys with the plane, the the remote control plane. Just them. Yeah. And, that's, and it. that's it. Salazar was. Oh yeah. Be. Well, what's well, his yeah. face? Ortiz was it? Yeah. Ortiz, Ortiz was there. And, Ortiz and yeah, Salazar. And, Salazar. Salazar. and then we find out. Well, we find out that's <laughs> yeah. that's the big twist is right. that Salazar, the Picasso trigger, what the three is not is. dead. He, he faked his own double death crossed. Death. That. And I called that like a motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. You called out the most ridiculous details, like, "Hey, that watch is on the wrong hand." <laughs> yeah. And then an hour later. They're comparing pictures like, look at his watch. It's on the wrong hand. <laughs> yeah. Yes, they're comparing yes. pictures. Like, like, after I they predicted this shitty movie. After they've boned on a plane. <laughs> yeah. Because mm-hmm. yes. Seven Mile High Club. But they had just yes. boned before they got on the plane. Yeah. Like all fucking night. Why yeah. would you not bone whenever you kid? Yeah. I, they, well, they might die any minute. The whole, true, yeah. the whole second act is really weird because, like, if I had the opportunity, I'd go bone. It's in just this boning. Right it's now. not even boning. a second act. Well, no, I'm just they go s- from first act to third, to third act. act. Yeah. yeah, but I was just saying, the only thing in the middle is when they go to the doctor to get their gadgets, which involves more bombs taped on things. <laughs> yeah, one of them being a fucking boomerang. <laughs> yeah, with yes. a bomb pack just taped to the just middle. It's a it. boom array. <laughs> yeah. Yes. But that is and your the second act. weird sexual. I, well, I was, was going to say that it's a lot of setting up. Like they, like oh, the two, the two girls like dirt bike out to watch the guys yeah. on the beach. And they're like, yeah. yeah, those are the guys who try to blow up our boat. All right, um, I guess we're good we'll here. Come back tomorrow. We'll come back tomorrow and put this plan into action. The timing had the, to be perfect. They yeah. go get in the jacuzzi. But yeah, and then like, well, uh, Taryn yeah. runs off and and meets uh, Jimmy Johns from the second movie. Yeah, from Hard Ticket to Hawaii. Right. They play some golf and then and bone. bone. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then we get Andy Sedaris's uh, cameo there on the yeah. golf course and Just master golfer throwing himself yes. into the movie again for no reason. And then yeah, it's 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 like I said, Jay gets his weird sex scene with Edie. It's like it's it's Audie gets to bone before yeah, yeah. they. <laughs> the second act is all boning. It, it's right. boning and like you killing, know, boning and boning, killing, up. boning, killing, and gearing up, right or setting up. Sure. Yeah, because yeah, he gives him the the gun crutch, yes. which also apparently is crutch a radiation, a radiation detector, detector and. and Missile and it, launcher. And, and it could read the it reads the frequency, frequency of, of his pacemaker. pacemaker. Mm-hmm. Sure. It's a multi-purpose crutch. It is. Yeah. Yeah. It's a multi-crutch. It, it, it is a crutch yeah. of the movie. Yeah. It, yes. Yeah. So it, once they get to the third act, it's just blowing people up. Right. Uh-huh. It's it is literally that. Because Jade and and uh Edie. What, Edie. They they go in, the, they come back the next day, and of course the dudes are just standing there going, Oh, you With guys guns are back. This time. we're gonna beat your ass. Right. And they have guns, and yet 
they get their asses kicked. Well, by Jade pulls out his badge mm-hmm. and's like, "You're under arrest, motherfuckers!" And one of them has a knife and just slashes the badge. I like, thought he did it with his hand. Oh, did he? Maybe I, he, did. he did. He did have a knife. They did show him with a knife in there. Okay, I mean that was a gigantic dude. Yeah, it was this huge blonde guy. Yeah, his name was Rusty. Yes. <laughs> How did you know that? Because I made fun him, of it when he said it. He was like, hey, Rusty, go get it. I was like, Rusty? That guy's name is Rusty, not Gunther? <laughs> yeah, so we get a pretty terrible fight scene where... It's all in very close court. All Jade, all Jade oh, no, knows how no, no, to do no, no. is do on, spin kicks. No, it is not a terrible fight scene because that fucking scene ends oh, in right. some glorious bullshit. That's right, that's right. Okay. <laughs> it starts out like a shitty the, the fight scene. The fighting is shit. Yeah, though. but then it turns into wrestling. Like, not... Greco-Roman wrestling, but WWF wrestling, yeah. mm-hmm. where they're Put doing leg locks. Yeah, and- they're doing like submission moves and flips and shit. And then, oh, well, the one guy pulls out like Bret Hart's move. I can't remember what it's called. The sharpshooter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm a nerd. Say thanks. Uh- <laughs> that was a test, and also you passed. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, he does gouge the giant dude's eyes. My well, yeah, WWF he flips himself out of the sharpshooter, reaches up, thumbs the dude in the eyes, and just yanks out his eyeballs like in one swift motion. Mm-hmm. Or and we're like, whoa, this fight scene just got awesome. Yeah. And then the other guy is just sort of like hanging out against the wall. And so he goes over and just kicks the shit out of his nuts, just mm-hmm. like up into his throat. <laughs> it was an Omega Cop level. I mean, kick, yeah. Because <laughs> he took a couple steps yeah. and then launched his foot. It's God, he finish him. Yeah, he fucking <laughs> so pranked that dude. And that's not Scrotality. the dude. That, that is not the dude <laughs> no. that gets back up. No, no, it is no. Surprisingly, the dude with not. his eyes gouged yeah. out is he gets comes up back before the dude who got kicked in the nuts. They go into the office. That's to a fight lesson for you, kids. The main dude, and he, he goes out through the window eventually. Which is of course again which, like hard to explain. Yeah, exactly. And it's it's the, it's actually the same set. It's the exact same office that the other dude went out the window of. I think the the guy falling out the window and shot the may same be shot. the same it's, shot. It's, yeah. it's stock footage. I don't, I don't think it was because I mean that like came down almost on top of the camera. No, it's the same. Is it? Okay. Yeah, same I have to go back shot. It's I uh, trust me. Okay. Um memorable. And so then probably filmed it. Right? So they're high fiving they on the same day. They're high fiving after throwing the dude out of the window. Sure. And like then, you and then the guy who's got his eyes gouged out is you, you just see bullets start coming through the wall and then eventually guy with no eyes just starts beating through the wall to come yeah, he in bashes he kool-aid mans his way through the wall <laughs> sort of but he does it pretty i mean it's like they actually built drywall and this guy's yeah. trying to break yeah. his way through yeah while not while being blinded. able to see yeah right and so he comes in and he's gonna kill jade and that's when Edie gets the shotgun out mm-hmm. of the flower pot from mm-hmm. the day before and shoots him and that's when they high five again. And she says something like, don't blink or something, <laughs> something like strangely inappropriate and something she shouldn't even be able to say because she was knocked unconscious during like the whole yeah. time he was getting his eyes ripped out. Yeah. yeah, well, but she shoots him and then tells Jade that he was lucky she had a shotgun. Mm-hmm. And she does a, like, a fist <laughs> in the air like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah murder. <laughs> Sweet. Which I think is the moment we all cheered. Yeah. So we get that. Uh, then we get the uh, the girls taking out the dudes on the dirt bikes. Mm hmm. First one, they just, like, it's weird because they drive by him, and then they're like, the guy's like, hey, who are those bitches? And they start chasing him, and they're like, oh, they spotted us. Yeah. It's like, of course they did. You drove your dirt bikes right by them. Well, they keep trying the to pretend. They? they keep trying to pretend like there's miles of distance between them, like, by having the, yeah. the henchmen guys look through spy glasses and stuff. Well, but and they're the w- right there. I mean, they're the as close they as you and it, I am. It looked like they only had two bikes. I, yeah. Until for, there's finally a shot where all four bikes are in the same shot. I but, was very confused why they did that, because for most of the scene, it did look like they had two bikes that the chicks were on, and then they would shoot... 
mm-hmm. all of that, and then they would shoot the other the the dudes on oh, the same great. two bikes. Yeah. I don't I don't know. Yeah. Well, anyway, the first one gets shot because he takes too long to try and aim at them. Right. Because they're whereas the girls just yank up the gun apart, and shoot him. And yeah, and, and the then other the other takes one takes off. off. And they chase him, and then they're like, "We can't find him because he ditched." And then he hid in the bushes. He hides in the bushes and immediately just sticks his head up. Like, where are they? Yeah. And they're like, and then the there he like, is. He's over there. How are we going to get him? Yes. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding you me? You're done. You, sh- you, you just you shoot him. That's how you get him. No, that's no. not how they get them. No. They went for style points because yeah, they did. That's where the boomerang reappears. <laughs> <laughs> and she throws the boomerang. He's hiding behind a sign that says no trespassing. Yeah. <laughs> that's why she had to use the boomerang. Right. Yeah. So because she nothing else could have gotten there. It doesn't even come back around. No, it just lands on the sign. It hits, hits the, the sign, <laughs> falls on the ground, explodes, and you see a dummy fly through the air on yes. fire. Yes. Yes. If there's if there's one thing this movie does better than the previous film is that the explosions maintain consistency and actually sort of get better as the movie goes along. Because yeah. that and, was, and I mean. Featured great dummies. Featured dummies. Yes, yeah. Just dummies just flying through the air. So, yeah, that guy gets blown up. Mm. And then they're down to, are they down to taking, they, they, at this point, they figured out that Picasso Trigger Salazar is still alive, right? No, they, they got to get Ortiz. Ortiz. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he escapes on, he starts to escape on the motorbike, doesn't he? Well, they, they go to his house, which yeah. is the house from the other movie. From the end of yes. our ticket to Y. And What's-Her-Face is outside, and she, she, she has the remote control car mm. with, oh, the, yeah, with yeah. the bomb. Yeah, the two girls split up. Right. So she... <laughs> She pulls out the remote control car and starts driving it around and does it like it's a fucking toy commercial, like driving it through leaves. Yeah, and does a sweet little doing drift. Doing a little drift around a Like, a this dirt is the corner. one time we get slow motion in yeah. the movie is yeah. like, to watch this thing. It's like new from Chico is the bomb device. The <laughs> and so you can see that there's a surfboard propped up in front of the house. So she drives the, the car up up the surfboard through the paper wall and then hits explode on the remote control and the house blows up. But all it really does is sort of just cartoonishly blackens the, yeah, just blackens the, the people in the house because because <laughs> uh, yeah, one comes out, one henchman comes him. out, she shoots him. Another henchman comes out and shoots her, and we're like, oh no! And then she just no. gets up. She had bulletproof khaki on. Sure, she just yeah. had a bulletproof thing khaki vest. on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, she said it's a good thing I was wearing my vest, right? Yeah. Which was a my literally vest, a khaki yeah. vest. Jay Peterman says when you're deep in the, <laughs> <laughs> the Picasso trigger, be sure you're wearing your Kevlar and khaki vest. <laughs> I just figure it hit her implants, and that was yeah, what you know, saved her. Sure. So then Ortiz drives out of the house on a motorbike through of the wall. Course. Like yelling like a madman, just like, oh, yeah. and then just goes like 10 feet to the beach and stops like, okay, now I'm on the beach. It's like, what was your plan? Well, I'm safe now. <laughs> just scream through the house and then the like, okay, I'm fine. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he saw the other girl and he wanted to kill her. Right. So the other girl who just like, like 20 minutes earlier, her plan was I'll be right back. And she just wanders off like into she, the ocean. She went swimming. Yeah. She put she, on her, her uh, body glove. Brought to you by body glove. Yeah. Uh, she was gone because she had to take a shower gear. before she went right. swimming oh, in the oh, ocean. Oh, so okay, before she okay. could get back. So, I mean, she comes out of the water like Raquel Welch or, you know. Yeah. And it's just like she has like a, a spear gun that she straps, a, you know, a bomb, a bomb <laughs> to. Explosive to. And of dude is just hanging out on the beach on his bike, like looking around like, what do I do? And so she or he hops off the bike and gets behind the bike and is shooting at her and she shoots the spear at the bike which lands in the seat and it cuts to a shot of him like looking at her looking down at the bomb and then just almost almost looking right at the camera but just slightly off Mm -hmm. and then the bike explodes yes (laughs) yes so and another dummy goes flying Mm -hmm. 
So it, it's before we get to the the climax, there is one set of death we we kind of glossed over. Mm-hmm. The the Vegas snuff people have to die. Because they go to yeah. arrest them and they do their little again. We that's they the two do girls, their dance. The, the two girls oh, yeah. doing the cowboy dance right. again. We're auditioning for the snuff film. But then like they finish and like the the guys are applauding and everything. <laughs> She's like, "Let me go get my banjo." Yeah. Now time for some banjo music. <laughs> and she goes over to the banjo case and pulls out a gun and just starts shooting like a weird white. It's a white gun. Machine yeah. gun. yeah. And just like you're under arrest, blam, blam, blam. And then they like shoot the other girl that wasn't even shooting at them, like graze the her across the eye or something. Well, she gets okay. Yeah, look, she gets shot in the face. She it, does. It's very clear that's what happens here. But after after all the bad guys are dead, it's established that the bullet just grazed her. Sure, mm-hmm. but we never see her again. But that was yeah. their idea of arresting these people. Is like she goes yeah, back to the literally to the, shooting them all in the yeah, chest. Yeah, goes back to the banjo case, pulls out a gun, and starts shooting at them. Right. That's arresting in this Without world. Without brandishing a badge or anything. No. <laughs> She's like, no. No. Or actually, I think she did. She pulls out a badge. She's like, you're under arrest. Blam, blam, blam. Yeah. <laughs> what I love is they get into that, that gunfight, and that's when the black guy who is the one black guy in the entire Yeah, there's movie. a black oh, guy in this movie. I don't know who he is, but he is fucking oh, he's huge. He's huge, and he's wearing like Oreo jacket. He's <laughs> it's like a black and, he, and white. And he's got like the Jerry I curl. Love that yeah, he's, oh, that was yeah, an amazing. Jacket was jacket. The best. Yeah, I mean he's ripped. that would have I mean, this... looked totally fly in the Arsenio Hall show. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, this but guy yeah, is... but that's when he shows up like after everyone's been shot. Yeah, he's, he's like, like, oh, you girls made a mess. Well, the the one weasel guy Damn, is girl. left, and he like grabs oh, the girl right. and is strangling her, and he runs out and just punches that dude in the face. Mm-hmm. Says something, but it's not cool. It's no, it's just it's just like he doesn't even say anything like white people or anything like that. It's just like. Hey, don't mess with my bitches or yeah. It's not even that cool. It's not even that cool. No, yeah. I mean, he he was just hired. Quit assaulting these individuals. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I just wanted to say that before we get to don't don't worry. The the white slave trade subplot is resolved. Yes, rest assured. Thank God. Dead. So. They could have cut that oh, all, that entirely out of the movie. But he does say something yeah. like, uh, I think we're going to have to call house clean. Housekeeping. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm going to have to call house. <laughs> oh, yeah. He does have that one. Yeah, that's what he said. You girls really yeah. messed this place up. Yeah, we're going to have to call housekeeping. Yes. So cut back to the same house. Isn't it? No, it's another house. It's another house. It's, it's a, very similar. It's another house out okay. in the middle of nowhere. I mean, literally, it's like the Badlands out there. There's nothing mm. around. But I just love that there's like all these people involved in this, like all these different agents. Yeah. And like it ends up like the two chicks pretty much take everybody out except for like the, yeah, the showgirls, whatever right. they were. Yeah. This is where creepy dude and Pantera go to take out Salazar because he knows that that's who's left. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But and we he, find out, you know, she's about to stab him in the back. She pulls out a little well, no, switchblade. He, well, he well, has the whole... Whoa, whoa, whoa. What? <laughs> because he, he comes... This, oh, he comes limping he, up. He's right? using yeah. the crutch. He comes yes. into the house. The crutch gun. And... <laughs> He's he real uh, he's he walks into the house and Salazar is there this is true. alive just standing there in like this black room in front of with the, the portrait in like there's a clear plastic chair it's a cool chair I want yeah one of those. and he just like all right time to tell you the whole story now while he's doing this idiot serial killer guy is just conspicuously fiddling with this crutch blatantly loading the crutch gun just like pulling giant bullets. Out of he's putting shells in it. Yeah, just like obviously putting it together and loading it up. So he takes it, but he takes a sweet ass time to do it. And so when he when it comes time to raise it up and aim at Salazar, Salazar drops this out of nowhere sheet of bulletproof glass Mm -hmm. that blocks the bullet and sends it careening around. Yeah, because then there's like 
No, no, no. The video camera that was on him. Oh, the yeah, it has missiles attached yeah, to it. Shot out <laughs> a little tiny, oh, yes. oh, that's what the it was. The little video okay. camera shot out a little tiny missile at him. Crazy collateral damage in the house because then he's yeah. all jacked up and and he's got the comic you know yeah. black dust stuff all over him and then now. Salazar escapes basically, right? And that's when Pantera comes in, and immediately they're just like, "Oh, we survived. Let's make out." And it's and at he's that like, mo- okay. yeah, and then it's that moment she whips out a knife and starts to stab him in the back, but then she gets a spear in the chest mm-hmm. through the chest, through the chest from behind from yeah. Donna. And so Donna's Donna like, Summer. you know, she was working with Salazar, and like, dude's like, yeah, I know, <laughs> yeah, I know, oh yeah, I, I knew that the whole I time. Totally I knew that. Totally I was all over that. that. Yeah. But what's established sure. is that by whatever he was doing with the crutch, like he at one point he's aiming the crutch at the dude, and just like it's got the red dot, like an aiming dot. But that's mm-hmm. apparently not what it was. He was like trying to get the frequency of his of his pacemaker, of his pacemaker. yeah, <laughs> of the pacemaker that nobody knew that Salazar had except for. <laughs> The professor and Marianne yeah. or whoever. Hold still, Kenneth. <laughs> oh, okay. No, wait. We're, we're, okay. We've even skipped even the more. The hovercraft ridic- chase. Because, yeah, because then dude comes out on a hovercraft. Well, going, then, yeah, that's after this. This yeah. is after, uh, what's her face? Uh, yeah. Pantera gets right. killed. Yeah. So then there's... Yeah, him and Donna are basically like, oh, yeah, fuck. We forgot about that guy. Let's go get him. Yeah, so they, they run out to get him, and he's on a hovercraft going, I don't know, four miles an hour. They're unable We're to catch up to him or well, shoot him. Well, he gets on a jet ski and chases him and shoots at him like 20 times and misses all of them. Well, he's just sort of riding circles jumps, around him. And then jumps into the water for no apparent reason. <laughs> so that he can run him over with a hovercraft, apparently. Yeah. And then that's when... Donna. Donna shoots this also with a... With a spear, spear with, with a, a thing on it. It looks explodes. like a big fork. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it explodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Blows the hovercraft to bits. Uh-huh. But then it wasn't... It, and Salazar. then they're on the beach and they're like... Wait. I think that was really him. Yeah, he was wearing a helmet the yeah, whole time. And <laughs> apparently he's like, ah, we gotta and, be sure. Yeah, cut back to the house where he's like, walking around and goes, oh, I guess Pantera's dead. Yeah. Shit, gotta get another whore. Yeah. Then he shoots his, his, That's his, when his henchman, his henchman sh- shows up. Yeah. Yeah. His loyal-ass thi- henchman. Right. Out of thin air. So he's and like... he's loading up the painting in the car. Yeah. He's taking the the, the valuable Picasso trigger fish yes. <laughs> hotel painting. And that's when yes. Travis is just sort of like turning the crutch into like this can missile launcher. Yeah. He's just like, he's suddenly he's got extra things and he's propped it up and he's loading coordinates into it. And he's like, he's got a little rocket, you know, hold on to your butts and <laughs> shoots yeah, up this he shoots little, little rocket out of it. Just goes in on, on the, on the frequency of <laughs> Salazar's pacemaker. While Salazar is walking to the car. Right. And he's like, what's that sound? What is that? Rocket. Looks back and gets the wide eyed look. Uh Oh, and he's got the, it's got the little red dot on his chest. as it homes in on his pacemaker? Cause he looks down and it's like, Oh fuck. And then he blows the oh, fuck up. I mean, yes. it is a, it is an appropriate reaction. <laughs> His shit gets jibbed. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not like the end of the last one where the the final couple explosions were like, oh, I mean, uh, this dude no, blows. That was up. probably the biggest explosion yeah. aside from the boat in the beginning. Yeah, I mean, apparently pacemakers are blown up. fucking just they will blow up. Well, that little <laughs> that little six and a half inch rocket, mm-hmm. you know, was mm-hmm. really powerful. Oh, oh yeah, a lot of gunpowder. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, the professor it was saw it with uranium. Yes. Yeah. It was filled with six gallons of gasoline. Well, they made that. He's he said something about it was like I, this thing is detecting a lot of radiation, and it's not coming from the camera. He said that when he conf- confronted Salazar in the house. 
I have no idea what that he was. He had a radioactive pacemaker. I, I, yeah, I don't sure. Know. I was. I just kept waiting for like something nuclear to show up. It was like, uh, what is what? Whatever. They, like, he's gonna have like a chest words. bomb or something. They, I know. Chuck, I know. They're just saying words to sound cool in a movie like this. I know because it's it's boobs. I know yeah. it, it's boobs and explosions. I'm fine yes, with that. Okay. But they were so specific about it. Yeah. It was just like I detect a lot of radiation in this room. It's like, oh, really? By that he means his pacemaker. Okay, was, sure. Yes, that, yeah. Tuning into the frequency. I know. Of it was pacemaker. odd. Either way, it, it gives us an excuse to yeah. blow this guy the fuck up. And which then, they do. Then they have a little epilogue scene, just like the last time, where it's exactly apparently, like the last apparently time. Taryn's like, I got the painting. It could be a fake, or is it? Wink. And then and they all laugh credits. and high five. Like, yeah. hey, we're federal agents who are going to steal shit again, like the diamonds from the last time. High five. I mean, they might as well. I mean, they're all sitting around with a glass of champagne talking about how they're stealing this, stealing this painting. They might as well just high five and freeze frame it yeah. <laughs> and uh, just have that only. be the, the end of the movie. But then it cuts to, you know, the theme song. And, mm-hmm. and then the typewritten credits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On multicolored paper. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With highlights from the film that are not the highlights from the film. Yeah. They picked not a like poor assortment of clips from this film. Yeah. Oh, well. Let's rate this. Okay. I Well, I did want to uh, throw up. Not throw up. I, Please don't, I don't throw, want to throw up. up. I wanted to um, point out point out my my notes from this episode. All right, sir. Um, I took note of the gratuitous explosions and our expressions of freedom. <laughs> <laughs> of which there were both. Yes. There were seven gratuitous explosions mm-hmm. and five pairs of expressions of freedom. Okay. Fantastic. Yay, America. So yeah, the movie ten, took a while. Ten but then expressions was, of freedom? Yeah. Or just five? Are we counting five them in pairs? Pairs. Well, five, five pairs. pairs of expressions of okay. freedom. So yeah. ten individual expressions sure. of yeah. freedom. Sure. Okay. Yeah, the movie took a while to five get there, lefts, but then all of a sudden six, it was like, rights. bam, 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 It's almost bam. like they realized, holy fuck, we've got to put some boobs in this movie. Yeah. Just put them in where Suddenly you can they're find like, a spot. <laughs> where are the jacuzzis? Yeah. Break them out. That's right. Got to do some thinking. Yeah. Need some showers and jacuzzis. All right. So, rating. Rating. Rate. Rating. I'm ready to go. Go Go for it. This one is going to get a three jocks for me. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have anything quite as crazy as Hard Ticket to Hawaii, um, but it's still a whole lot of fun. It's just kind of in that middle ground. There's still a lot to like about this movie. It just doesn't have that, like, holy shit, that was amazing kind of thing that Hard Ticket to Hawaii had. I, I will agree with that rating. I will also give it three. And I will say for the same reasons, like Hard Ticket to Hawaii had obviously the snake. Mm hmm. And it had like the the whole scene where the dudes got th- shot up in the air and shot with the rocket launcher and just <laughs> yes and I mean even things like henchmen <laughs> that. in that movie were given little subplots like one the frisbee guy yes the frisbee guy and and stuff like that and in this movie they were just they were just dudes it was just like here's a dude go yeah, kill were, the dude they were just trying to cram too much into this yeah movie. the problem is there were too many dudes to kill yeah I mean I you know I understand I understand the point of this movie blow some shit up show some tits. You've got your piece of entertainment, and for that, it works. But it just doesn't work as great as Hard Ticket to Hawaii did. So, I mean, like even down to the opening credits, where oh yeah, those credits were great. Or like in in Hard Ticket to Hawaii, you know, it was all the the credits like stenciled on the boxes in the warehouse or whatever. This is just oh, like yeah. credits, credits, credits on screen graphic over. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like oh well, all right. Yeah, it's credits <laughs> over oh. over the painting. And we we yeah. mentioned about the Thursday. Uh, you know, day card that comes up. There like, was also Friday, yeah, Saturday, Friday and, and Sunday. Sunday. Yeah. But they kept they kept adding like I guess they, they were put a line lines slashes, like the bullet own. lines yeah. or something. Yeah, I don't know. Sli- there were red lines. Yes. through the white text. But it, like every day gained one. Right. So right. Sunday it was like yeah. three lines three, going through lines Sunday. Yeah. 
we, we Thursday, it, it, I was glad it was consistent. With, once it established it was going to violently throw the days of the week at us, I'm glad it kept doing it. Right. Yeah. Because if it had consistency, I would have been, been super pissed off that <laughs> that if, it just one Thursday random moment of the movie was just Thursday, and then that was it. It was just like, why did they establish Thursday? No, that would have totally been better. <laughs> You're right. It probably would have been. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm with you. I'm going to give it three. Okay. The other side of the table. Um, I am also going to give it a three, a strong three. Oh yeah, but but a three nonetheless. Yeah, uh, that that many gratuitous explosions and f- expressions of freedom. Yeah, is, is a winner. Yeah. I, I I wanted to go four, but I just can't because this has got some real pacing issues. Mm-hmm. Like that first half kind of sucks. Oh, it's got a lot of and issues. That, <laughs> and that that boat chase is crap that we didn't even talk about and. Oh no! You could totally like shoot shotguns forward <sighs> at boats that are you're chasing. Uh, and it works. Yeah, pistol grip shotguns holding uh-huh. out yeah. in front of your face. But, yeah, yeah, that's a recipe but, for a, d- I swear, <laughs> a dentist those, trip. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say I don't think you heard me, but Chuck was like, "I could do that." Yeah. I was like, "You want to try? I'll, I'll get your dentist on the line before we go out there." <laughs> yeah, but those those three jocks are all for all the explosions that are just insane. Yeah, insane setups yeah. for them and. Just boobs. Yeah. I mean, don't get us wrong. Like boobs. boobs. Strong this, three. This movie's a lot of fun. Yeah, you will not be disappointed watching no. it. It's just like, when you compare it to something, a hard ticket to why. Yeah, they, that's it's, a hard... It's definitely a step down. Yeah, that, that that's a hard ticket to to. And even though we, 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 we try to avoid comparing movies and the ratings we gave them, this is a direct sequel. It's a direct sequel, sequel so it kinda, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. I have no problem comparing no, it directly no. to that. No. This movie's perfectly fine. It's just not as crazy as the one that came before it. Yep. yep. Just like we had to do with Karate Cop. You have to take Omega Cop into mm-hmm. consideration. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's, uh, let's get out of here so we can do a second half, huh? Okay. All right. Sounds good. Welcome back. Hey, Bamfcast. Second hey. half. Second half. Hey. Second half. Welcome back to the Bamfcast. Hey, thanks. We're on the second Good to half. be back. All right. Bamfcast. What's up, guys? BMFcast. The Bamfcast. Episode 101. Right. The Bamfcast. The, bad movie the well-established BMFcast. Mm-hmm. It has nothing oh, to do with, with 108 episodes. <laughs> oh. It's around for about three years now. Yeah. Yeah. Plus. Uh-huh. 108 plus episodes. Yeah. Right. Plus. So. More. So. Movies. We yeah. don't have nearly as many voicemails as last week. So that's fine. That's, movies. that's we, good. Let's talk about some stuff. Do we want to do the uh, quick voicemail here before? Are we going to do those before we get into movies, or save this to the end? How are we doing this? It's our it's our show. We we do what we want. Yeah, I start talking movies. Okay, yeah, let's talk. We haven't talked right. regular talk movies. movies for a while. All right, who's got a movie? I saw The Descendants. How was that? Was that a film? That's a pretty good film. Does that star uh, America's Sweetheart? George Clooney? Yes. That's, Mac- that's Mackie's sweetheart. It's yeah, that's Most of America hasn't adopted him quite as BFF. well as Mackie has. He's my celebrity crush. Uh-huh. He's a handsome man. Yeah. He uh-huh. is. Dreamy. He's rugged. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, okay. He, he, he's pretty... He has it pretty rough in this movie, I gotta say. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Oh. But I, I, I don't know. It's... Is his family raped in front of him? No, he doesn't have it that rough. Okay, okay. someone yeah, kidnapped right. his daughter, so it's a little and bit. He's the only one that has special skills to get her back. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, I like Alexander Payne's films. Mm-hmm. And this Bring is definitely an Alexander Payne film. Okay, though I don't feel it's his strongest. It's one of those that's really, really good, but I couldn't find myself loving it. 
sort of missing an element. Well, yeah, is, yeah, it's a lot like sideways guy, right? element. Yes, yeah, sideways yeah, and, and like election. Election, I think, is still his best yeah, movie. I would yeah, agree with that. that's a but, damn um, strong movie. Yeah, um, this one, it's kind of it's a much more mature movie. So it's one of those that like I would almost not recommend it to twenty somethings because it deals with like I mean it's basically his wife is in a coma and they've basically told her told him she's not waking up. She has an order that you have to pull the plug Mm -hmm. and the rest of the movie is basically him trying to, as they give away in the trailer, they spoil that she was having an affair. Oh. And so he's trying to track down the guy she was having an affair with Mm -hmm. because he actually wants to tell him, Hey, she's going to die. If you want to say goodbye, you might as well do it. So it's kind kind of, that's a little bit, it's sounds uplifting. yeah, Yeah. It's a, heady movie but it actually works hmm. um he's got two daughters one who's like 10 and is kind of a little bit Smarmy. child actor ish a little bit yeah Precocious. she gets she go. gets a little bit into the child actor area but luckily they bring in the daughter who's 17 and is played by um shailene woody <laughs> woodley woody woodley sorry <laughs> but yeah she and the thing i like about her is she actually looks like she's 17 you she's know, not it's a not like she's not a nine hundred two one zero seventeen year old. She actually looks like a seventeen year old. Oh, she's not Maggie Grace. Yeah, <laughs> or yeah. Ian Ziering, Spain's own Ian Ziering. <laughs> nice. <laughs> but no, she's actually really, really good in this movie. The whole cast is, mm-hmm. and but it's, I mean, it's definitely a downer of a movie. Yeah, I would but imagine it's also. It it's also, I mean, it's got more than that going on because the name, the Descendants, comes from the fact that he is the executor of his family line, which descends from King Kamehameha who owned the Hawaiian islands. And so they own like half a billion dollars worth of land in Hawaii. And the trust is about to be dissolved and half of his family wants him to sell it and just say, fuck it, let's cash in, let them build condos here and all that stuff. And Hmm. so they kind of, you've got two different things going on. And of course, everything's coming to a head at the same time while his wife's in the hospital dying and, it's kind of it's it makes it work because there's more than just the whole the whole wife dying thing going on. Sure, there's a lot of you know they, there's the family conflict, which actually Bo Bridges is in it too as one of his All cousins. Right. Bo Bridges, yeah, we don't see enough Bo Bridges these days. Not well, nearly enough. Honest. Okay, but he's totally <laughs> like it's almost funny. He's like he's like the dude's cousin because he's like just this. The dude being George Clooney? No, the dude being like Jeff the Bridges? dude. Oh. Yeah. Oh, but like honestly, it feels like that's what he's playing. Interesting. Then, but there's, you know, there's a good amount of comedy, a good amount of family drama going on and well, well it this and this is going to sound weird, but I've realized what sets movies that are pretty good filmmaking wise and really good to me, yeah, is inserts. Insert shots in so many movies mm-hmm. are what can make the difference between a movie just being like, all right, yeah, whatever. And then like the point where you're like, this guy really knows what the fuck he's doing, you know? And it's kind of, I know it's a dumb thing, but it's like the, uh, you know, the amateur filmmaker and me noticing that sort of shit. Sure. You know, like when they're having a conversation and then they just, you hear the voices keep talking and then they just cut to the hula girl on the dashboard going back and forth mm-hmm. for about five or six seconds, you know, just those types of shots. People who know what they're doing use inserts well. And yeah. People who don't do not use them well, which is why we get so many movies that we see with 10, you know, 10 minute establishing shots of fucking everything. Right. 
Yeah. And that's how we knew George Lucas had lost it completely because everything was ships taking off and landing in the prequels and nothing else. Wouldn't have known how those ships got into space unless we saw that. Yeah, I know. (laughs) But no, but I mean, it's definitely, it's definitely a movie worth seeing. um, Okay. But it's not, I don't think it's like best picture stuff. I think tree of life is miles better than this, but this is definitely a lot more accessible. Would it have creeped into your top five? It would have been on my honorable mentions. Okay. I got a movie, and Good. apparently none of you have heard of it. <laughs> what is it? I've heard of it. 2011's Margin Call. This is a movie, it is Margin a call. very, very low-key sort of drama thriller about the very start of the housing market crisis. And it's all told from within one firm during a period of about 12 hours to where they go through a period of layoffs where they fire a bunch of their analysts. And one of the analysts uh, is played by Stanley Tucci and he gets fired and he, oh, you better not fire Stanley Tucci. Wait, they did. Whoops. And he was working on something big and he gives it to Zachary Quinto, who was Spock in the Spock, star Trek yeah. remake and says, this may be important. Look into it. And he looks into it and realizes that all of the, the factors over, over the, all the financial factors over time are leading to this colossal, housing market failure and this firm is about to lose everything they have so it becomes a process of calling in all the the executives and the big wigs and everything it's all after hours it's all like from from about five in the evening until 8 a.m the next morning Mm -hmm. they're calling in all the executives to make decisions they call in the ceo to make decisions and it's just a study of all these people struggling with trying to figure out how to either save the company or if they're just going to let the the stock market collapse or you know just and in fighting with each other about, we told you this was going to happen. And, and it's just about the, the this company dissolving and everything that's going to happen coming afterwards. Now, that, that sounds on the surface to me incredibly dull. Yeah. Some people... So, okay, some people will see it that way. It, it, I mean, that's just what it sounds like. And this is your chance to tell me why it's not dull. I, I, like, <laughs> I like movies that are very simple morality plays. Like just people struggling with right and wrong. And f- struggling with characters who are so wrong and being trapped within sort of a system where there's nothing they can do about it, but maybe they can do something about it. It's elevated big time by its cast because it's it's it, who I've met, already mentioned. Kevin Spacey is in it. Demi Moore is in it. Jeremy Irons is in it. I mean, it's got this ridiculous cast in it. I almost give it credit for not doing much of anything as it goes along because the movie is very subtle about everything that's going on. You do, you don't even realize this is about the housing market crash until an hour and 15 minutes into it. All you're really told it, it, the movie is not spoon feeding you any information at all. It's just, you're watching this, this sort of stock firm in this frenzy of firings and, and just on the verge of collapse and you don't understand quite what's going on, but you just know it's catastrophic for them. Mm-hmm. And then it's how they're dealing with it. And then you slowly start to realize, Oh, it's about this. And, and you know what the decisions were made, but it's how they came to the decision. Basically, they decide to sell off all of the junk stock that they've been buying. And they know that it's just going to destroy the company. No one's ever going to buy from them again. The, the whole plan that they go through where they give like everyone this incentive to go out there and basically lie to all of the sellers the next mm-hmm. day, which is basically like if you, if you sell 93% of your crap that we know is worthless, but no one else knows is worthless, you will pocket... million for four hours work sold. Yeah. So it's like people struggling with that. It's, you know, so is there a lot of speechifying in it? 
It's, it sounds like it's that type of movie. <laughs> Towards the end, it starts to get a little preachy, but up mm-hmm. until that point, it never does. It never becomes like this, we can't let this happen, you know, this is America, and it, mm-hmm. it never does that until the uh, close to the very end, Kevin Spacey sort of gives a speech to Jeremy Irons, who's the company CEO, uh, that's a little bit... <sighs> It's it, it's very preachy. I'll it's say. a little bit very preachy. Yeah, a little very. <laughs> um, the scale has tipped to preachy. But that speech ends in a very realistic way, in that Kevin Spacey continues to go along with this, even though he knows it's shit because he's just gotten divorced from his wife and he has no money. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I have to do this, even though this is the worst fucking thing to ever happen. I have to go along with your idiotic plan to destroy the country and basically destroy the economy because I can't survive. Mm-hmm. So it's got to save himself. It's it's almost like it's almost like Glengarry Glen Ross twenty years later. That's kind of what it sounded like when you were the, starting. The dialogue to doesn't it. have that punch to it, obviously, because it's not written by David Mamet. But it it's that same type of it's a bad situation, and these people have to do bad things, but they're mm-hmm. doing it because they have to survive. You got to wonder if that's how they pitched it. That's how they got all those people on I, board. It, it certainly seems like it. Yeah, it certainly seems like it. So. It was it was on sale streaming on Amazon for a dollar ninety nine, and it's it's a brand new release. Sold. Yeah, so I think they did a weird thing where they released it to theaters and on video on demand at the same time, something like that. Hmm. So, right. Yep. Real quick, um, Amazon on demand, mm-hmm. the rental movie thing. Did you watch that like on a on your TV or? I have a Roku box. You have a Roku box. Okay, and it works amazingly well. Very cool. Yeah, if you have the ability to do that, there are it's it's a good service. Every every week Amazon puts like five new releases yeah. on sale for a dollar ninety nine. Mm-hmm. And it's just cool. that that's every every device that I've signed up for has like some sort of Amazon credit, so I've still have yet to pay for anything. I'm still oh, using nice. all this Amazon credit that I've built up. Yeah, and if you buy certain movies on yeah. disc, they give you cre- like yeah. five dollars credit here. Five, it's, yeah, it's I weird. mean I've got cool. a crazy amount of credit that I'm burning through. Yeah. So Right. All right. So anybody else see anything? I ah, watched a movie. I saw lots of stuff. Go ahead. Um, mine's pretty quick, I okay. guess. Um, I watched uh, with a group of friends Sunday night. I watched Surf Nazis Must Die, <laughs> trauma film. Why? Um, because it seemed yeah. like a good idea at the time. Well, <laughs> <laughs> and at it, the time, huh? it turned out actually to not be a bad idea. Um, it's really <laughs> surprisingly, yeah, surprisingly. You know, when you get the right group of friends together with the right mindset, and you heckle the shit out of the movie. I'm familiar. Yeah, I think you've done that <laughs> once or twice. Um, and that's that's pretty much what we did, was we heckled the ever-loving shit out of that movie. And it produced some really great one-liners and some really just kooky shots. Um, Gail Neely sort of stars in it, I guess. Um, she's not... I, I can't say she stars, but she's, um, she's featured prominently in the movie. And she's the woman... Uh, who was in the Milk of Magnesia commercials for like 25 years. <laughs> yeah, and her son gets murdered by the surf Nazis, and she goes total revenge, total revenge flick on the surf Nazis. If I saw a surf Nazi, I'd want to kill him. Yeah, yeah and you would, because these guys are complete assholes. <laughs> like, all of the surf of course, Nazis, Nazis are just the worst surf. human beings on the planet. How do they compare to the surf ninjas? They are nowhere near as awesome as Surf Ninjas. Okay. Um, All right. Gail Neely has some of the best lines. Like, uh, she's trying to find out who who killed her son, and she sees one of the Surf Nazis like bragging to 
bragging to some chick and she comes by and grabs him by the throat and slams him up against a wall and goes, keep talking white trash. <laughs> wow. And she wants to buy a gun from this pawn shop and he's, um, He's being really patronizing, like, oh, well, here, here's a, a small gun for for a lady, for and a she's lady. like, you can keep talking, you can keep talking, honky, but I want something that'll take the head off a honky at twenty paces. <laughs> That's a good line of dialogue, which is awesome. <laughs> I love the word honky. Yeah, and she also it's buys a great grenades. Word. Where does she get those? <laughs> From the pawn pawn shop. Let me ask you a question. Sure. Does she know how to pull the pin? She does. Did anyone show her? <laughs> no. Aha. Aha. Gail Neely was a bad bitch. She was a badass bitch. Okay. So watch that if you have a spare like 90 minutes and nothing better to do. Where did you watch it? I watched it at a house. No, I mean. Uh, we used um, On Demand. Okay. Uh, there's apparently, for those of you that are trauma fans, in some markets, Comcast has a trauma on-demand channel. That's right. But we do not apparently receive it here. That is also right. Lame. So, yeah. mm. boo. Boo. Harlow, movies. So, um, <laughs> I've been sick for like almost last week, so it's given me plenty of time to watch lots of things. Mm-hmm. My Netflix account has gotten my money's worth uh, this month. Um, You're going to get a bandwidth notice from Comcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe. Whatever. So I, to get throttled. Yeah, yeah. I caught up. I just I'm gonna I'm gonna skip a bunch of things as I watched like Centurion that you mm-hmm. recommended. I watched. What'd you think? Um, I liked it. Yeah, a lot of CG blood, but it was good. Oh yeah. Um, I watched the. the <laughs> this is the strangest uh, day of, of events that I, you know, in my sickness. I watched Kevin Smith's Too Fat for Forty, mm-hmm. which is one of his stand up typey whatever diatribe things <laughs> which then made me watch uh from dust till dawn so that i could then watch red state <laughs> because he talks about why he cast somebody in red state mm. um and it's because he's in the beginning of from dust till dawn and oh my like, parks yeah. yeah i was like i haven't seen from dust till dawn in a very long time so i watched that first and then watch red state which yeah i'm not gonna get into we, hey we george clooney's in from dust till dawn. he is he is and, that movie uh, still holds up. By he's, the way. Dreamy. he's dreamy. <laughs> yeah. He is dreamy. He's rugged. But I um, still yeah. like the first half much better than the second half of that movie. Yeah. Uh, finished watching Sports Night. You know, keeping up on my TV things. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I'm on my Aaron Sorkin kick. Um, started watching uh, Party Down. Very good show. But uh, what I really want to talk about is 2009 or 2010's Winnebago Man. Oh, yeah. oh you saw Winnebago Man. I saw Winnebago mm-hmm. Man, which is the story of Jack Rebney, the world's angriest RV salesman. Oh, yeah. And mm-hmm, about a man guy. who decides to track him down some 20 plus years later. And um, like, like sort of like best worst movie. This is kind of like one of those documentaries where you're like, this seems like a really shallow subject. How are you going to make a whole documentary out of this? Mm-hmm. That was my thought. But it ends up being really good. And, and it's, it's not just because like he's interesting and wa- funny and weird and crazy and all that. It's, it's, interesting because it kind of makes you think about the state of Winnebago sales. Well, no, just like, like the state of celebrity today, like, like these people that we watch on, on YouTube and things like that. And like, it makes you start thinking like, I wonder where the star Wars kid is and is he okay? Is he getting harassed every day? He's dead. Yeah. (laughs) That's what Tosh.0 is for. Well, yeah, I mean, but there's a whole industry now of finding people who are, inadvertently famous on the internet right mm-hmm. whereas before we never had that any kind of anything yeah regular people being hunted down by the press <laughs> to sure. tell their story but I, I think what's funny about him is that it's it's kind of funny because 
like the like when you watch this movie, he transcends. Like you, you kind of watch the original. You know, if you don't know it, it you, you Google uh, Jack Rebney RV Winnebago guy, whatever, you'll find it. Mm-hmm. It's you know, it's this outtake from a, a corporate Winnebago video thing he was doing where he just swears like a motherfucker, and it's it's all the outtakes from him getting pissed off during these few days of shooting, and. You know, it made its rounds. If you haven't seen it on the internet, I don't know how, but whatever. Quite popular. Yeah. So I think what, what I'm trying to say is well, what make what, what makes it interesting is it kind of starts to make you look at like, well, how much are we really laughing at him having like a really bad day and swearing creatively and all of this stuff into he's kind of just saying like what we all want to say at a point in time. It, it almost like hero him at a certain point. It's like. Here's a guy who kind of has no filter mm-hmm. and says what you always wanted to say in, in, in strange situations. And you know, maybe he's a little crazy, but he's he's well-spoken. And when you really kind of like get to know him, what you do over the course of this movie, as he, after he finds him, it, it's just it's it's a very interesting trip. And, and I think it's a highly enjoyable little documentary. Um, features uh, his triumphant return into the world by by way of him appearing at one of the found footage festivals um mm-hmm. live mm-hmm. they um they kind of card him out for that and you know did people cheer yeah yeah i mean it's like they they show the video and they're like and hey here's jack Rebney. hey here he is <laughs> wheel him up on stage because he's like you know like 80 almost 80 years old i think now is he like wheelchair bound no i mean he's like he is like over the course of the movie he suffered something like he's suffering from uh, glaucoma so he's like almost completely blind mm. and yeah is he angry about that? Mm, yeah, not really. Oh, okay. Fucking cataracts! <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like I said, it's it's a very interesting story, and it just, like I said, it just kind of makes you, I don't know, it kind of made me think about the way I look at things like that on the internet. Like, I don't, I don't know. I think I'm, I'm partially over the fad of, like, laughing at people. Like, it's just, it kind of makes you feel bad about doing that, like, about look, looking at these things and... You know, like how many years have we laughed at people getting hit in the nuts and things like that? And that will like, never get old. No, I, I never want to find them either. Never. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, I just, I don't know. It kind of made me think. Like it almost makes you appreciate slash feel bad for laughing blindly at these people on the yeah. internet and their bad day or bad accident or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Meh. Just kind of explores a shot Freud is alive and well in my heart. Sadly, it it's my failing as a person. Well, I, you know, I don't I like I, watching people get injured. I, well, I, I mean, I, I don't think I have a problem with like you know the thing of like watching somebody get hurt that's about to do something really fucking stupid. Yeah, like the guy who like thinks it's a good idea to climb up a ten foot tall aluminum ladder and do a wrestling move on something and onto a flaming table. Yeah, yeah. or you know, like, I mean, if you're just if you're like setting up for stupid, that's that jackass mentality. You know, it's like if you're setting up for stupid and and stupid happens, okay, yeah, yeah you deserve it, but. Yeah, but I, see, the thing about all these, like Winnebago Man and that sort of stuff, is that they're earnest and they're not trying for that. I feel like everything we find these days is somebody trying for well, internet. Fame. Like his thing was put together way before there was yeah, even YouTube. Yeah, it was just a gag I mean, reel. That's why I don't mind that stuff yeah. because it's it's not it's pure. It's not you know right. It wasn't shit, shit blank says yeah. videos, which is all, you know, it wasn't made for the internet. It wasn't, there wasn't, yeah, even that's why I have hint. no problem laughing at any. Of yeah. It. And there's so much stuff now where it's like the line is so blurred. You, you don't even know. You, you just don't know what is legitimately bad or painful. 
as opposed to something that's carefully constructed to, to appear that way, mm-hmm. right. you know, as some sort of marketing scheme or something. Yeah, and I, you know, it's kind of like, I, and I hate having that cynicism, but I can't help it anymore because yeah. everything is fucking manufactured these days. And that's probably why I would enjoy something like that because it's like, there's no, nothing manufactured about that dude. Yeah. No, well, yeah. I mean, it's not not to spoil the plot of the movie, but like when he first finds the guy, he goes out to him and, and he's just like, this old guy living in a cabin by himself. He's like a caretaker of this park or something like that. And he's like, I don't even know what you're talking about. Like he doesn't, I don't know what a YouTube is. I, you know, he just plays all this whole thing. Like he's completely caught, totally calm, normal. Like he's living the Zen lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And then like a week later he calls and she's like, look, I got to tell you the truth. I was completely bullshitting about that. Like I, I've, I've heard of it. It pisses me <laughs> off. All this. She's like, I'm, I'm still fucking angry and all this stuff. He's like, come back out of here. We got to uh-huh. redo this. Like, and he basically, <laughs> really? yeah. yeah, basically he's like, he's like, I was just trying no, to, I was trying shit. to play it off by like, trying to get you to go away, make yeah. you go away. And also like portray that. I'm just a normal guy now. Like, leave it alone. You know, like I right. found my peace, but yeah, he couldn't he, let it go. No, he couldn't let it go. He's like, I'm still pissed off about all this stuff. And I feel like I got something to say. And then he starts raging. <laughs> yeah. Nice. nice. Okay. That might change my view. Awesome. Yeah, I'm going to watch it. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds like something I would watch. Because yeah, like I said, that's that's like the first thirty minutes of the movie. That's not even like spoiling the rest of the movie. There's a, there's still a lot of movie left. Yeah, but you know what? Even now, that makes me think: Did they go to him and say, "Okay, now pretend like you don't know what this is about," and then yeah. we'll come back and I, it's like now we're we're putting together a movie. I mean, it's like now I just I can't believe anything anymore. Nothing's real, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know. It's, we are living in the matrix. That, that's yeah. why the yeah. yeah. That's why the internet has fucked us all over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Well, before that, it was the newspaper fucking everything up. Oh yeah, and the television. <laughs> yeah, Progress and the Edison sucks. cylinder. You don't know what's real anymore. You don't know if somebody's singing in the room or it's a, if if it's a cylinder or wax going around. Exactly. That's exactly right. Exactly right. People are always struggling. Technology yeah, so ruins everything. Speaking of voices on well, wax cylinders, shall we take a voicemail? <laughs> real quick, real quick. God yeah. damn it! I watched I watched Gremlins right before Christmas. Okay. All right. I love watching Gremlins. Gremlins holds up completely. I told you. Uh, there's only one effect shot that I don't like. But it's still kind of awesome, and it's on its own. And that's when they all, when all the gremlins jump into the light, and there's like hundreds of them jumping around, and it's all stop motion. Oh, that when and they're coming like down the street, yeah, when like they're coming one down of the street, like, and they guys. jump into the street, yeah, light. it's all stop motion. So yeah, I mean, yeah. it doesn't look good, but it's no. still awesome in a way. It's still real. Yeah, it's still actual and physical I realize things. Why the effects hold up so well in that movie is they make every gremlin breathe. Yep, they're all breathing all the time. And really? That's like, yes. Never noticed. It. Like their little chests are moving just oh, enough just moving. that it looks like they're. Well, I mean, but that's like, yeah, that's the a shit big, people miss yeah. in CG. Yeah, and yeah, and that still that the scene when the mom when they hatch and the mom's stuck in the house with them is it's genius, fucking perfect. It's, yeah, like it's I I don't say that very often, but that scene's fucking perfect. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that movie still holds up. It's awesome, and every Christmas everyone should watch Gremlins. Yes. Merry Christmas. Okay. Here's so voicemails. <laughs> voicemails. Yes. I, I did not do the Gremlins tradition for Christmas. <sighs> Real quick, let me say about Gremlins. Um, no, no, we're doing voicemails. When I was a kid, like the scene where they're sort of murdering Santa Claus mm-hmm. never really bothered me. As an adult, that it fucking creeps it's me out. That is disturbing. And I just don't <laughs> know how they made them move as well as they did while they're on him. It's either. really well done. Like, especially when they get up to the window yeah. And they're like, you know, making faces at the window. The guy's like rolling up the window to get mm-hmm. out of there. I mean, it is. I mean, there must have been wires just all over the place doing this shit. I mean, it's just. Although I say I saw some making of and a lot of it was remote control, but mm-hmm. still. God, that is that 
as an adult, I was like, Jesus Christ, I would not let any kid watch this. <laughs> they are murdering yeah. Santa Claus. Yep. Okay. Voicemails. I saw <laughs> Gremlins murder Santa Claus. <sighs> you know, I was going to go on a whole uh, Batman Returns rant at some point in time because that's what that's one of the that was the oddball movie I picked hey, for a Christmas, Christmas movie. Yeah. <laughs> Are you, wait a minute. But, Did you rant watch? in a bad way? Oh God, fuck yes, fuck that movie. I I, I actually I had not seen that movie since theater days, mm-hmm. and I'm now. I need to watch Batman and Robin again because I would say that movie is fucking on par with Batman and Robin. That movie is fucking terrible. Let's step outside. Yeah, okay. you're wrong. Mm-hmm. You're so fucking wrong. Okay. You're wrong. Batman Returns. Yes. yes. Batman Returns is, that is fucking terrible. That is the best of the four. Fuck no. Oh. No. No. That movie is atrocious <laughs> in so many different ways. Number one, Batman kills people. Batman throws a guy a bomb and throws him down a hole and blows him the fuck up. Yes. He kills like three okay. different people in this movie. Good. Oh, I'm sorry, Mr. Purity. <laughs> no, the movie is terrible beyond that. It's 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 terrible. You like Batman Arkham Asylum and Arkham City, mm-hmm. the video games where Batman kills the shit out of people. Nope. No, he no, just puts that. them in wheelchairs. No, <laughs> no, no there's no, no, no way that, that that doesn't... Heartbeat, 40, bits, 40, yeah, beats, per, 40 <laughs> beats per minute after snapping his neck off. Look, at least it's... It's plausible he doesn't kill people in those games. It's plausible he, that that bomb no, didn't kill that he guy. He murdered this dude. He throws him down a manhole cover. Did you see a body? <laughs> Bits of a guy were flying up. Bits of something. Yeah. That could have been sewage. He murders the penguin. He murders the How fucking penguin at the very end of the movie. It was an accident. Uh, yeah. Okay. Anyway. He didn't mean to. His, I, I, it wasn't murder. His heart was still beating. If you'd use your detective I vision. appreciate that so many insane things got into that movie. Terrible, like, insane like things. The penguins launching yeah, like missiles. The penguins with the missiles at the end, and, oh, no, and the fact that no. the main villain is not either of the two main no, villains. He was already dying on the terrible. poster. You know, when's the last time you watched that? Either of you? That movie uh, is like, terrible. It's been six about, months ago. Yeah, about ten years. Six probably. Months ago I watched to. the Blu-ray within the last the movie year. Is yeah. atrocious. Uh, no way. That's You're so atrocious. No way. I will fight you. Okay. I understand why you hate it. I just I think you're wrong. Okay. I see your point. Here's, here's, wrong, and that one by far has the most subtext out of any of them. What? Going on. The fuck subtext are you talking about? What the fuck is going on in that movie? There's the whole... <laughs> explain me. There's the whole, all the villains are the different facets of Batman's personality. Yep. There it is. The fuck is the penguin? What do you the call penguin the penguin is the, the, the outcast. Mm-hmm. What do you call the... What, how do you Unwanted. explain the campaign sequence when he walks into the room full of people that are ready to start his campaign for being mayor of Gotham? Mm-hmm. How do you explain that scene? What the fuck does that mean? It's just grotesque. Yeah, it's no. He how do you, how know do you how to deal it? with this world? He's how do you explain a it? room full of people watching this guy devour a raw fucking fish and not like puking their guts out all over the place? And then he bites the guy's finger off or whatever the fuck happens. How do you explain this? And everyone's just like, ha ha ha! But he's lived in a sewer for his entire life. He's a monster. S- he's so? going to be mayor. <laughs> okay, <laughs> he's a good man. Oh, God, I do hate the the sketching the CD part. I hate, I every, hate that. I hate everything about that movie. Wow. I I was looking I, for the I can't good. believe you're declaring this worse than Batman or Robin. That's oh, yeah. shocking to me. I'm just saying it's on par. It's on par. You aren't even a human being it's, anymore. Hey, I have, I, have green cap, a, I have green cap support on this one. You're so. a monster. Oh, well. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because he's fucking pan- paragon <laughs> of, of joy and happiness. Mm-hmm. I, uh, Drink. I, here's, the, here's the thing about it. I, I wasn't even going to go off on this. I was just no, like, it's oh, fine. it's too late now. Too late now. It's, it's, the, those four movies are so different than the Christopher Nolan ones. And I think yeah. perspective-wise, a lot of people changed their tune on how they viewed the first four movies 
once those came out. Um, and you're not a Tim Burton fan at all. No, I love the first Batman. I love yeah, 1989 but, Batman. Yeah, but that that really is among the least Burtony movies that he's made. The first one, Batman Returns, yeah. is all is Burton. Tim Burton. Okay, it's Tim Burton yeah. vomiting himself up on screen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it works. It's well, it's not. I mean, it's not uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. No, Tim Burton vomit. No, 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 no. no, it's it's good vomit. It's delicious vomit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's delicious. It's like yeah. regurgitated. We're, we're gonna have fish to agree to disagree. Otherwise, bump. this will be like a three-hour podcast. Yeah, I just I, I too late. Throw down <laughs> fisticuffs. We'll settle this like men. I still like it, but I'm gonna have to watch it again. Yeah, we really just to do. Uh, refresh my memory. I've just seen it so many times in comparison to the other ones, and maybe it's because I'm biased because I adore Christopher Walken and I adore Michael Keaton, and I think it fixed the problems that I had with the first movie. And it just had, it had just the right amount of stuff going on to where it wasn't too much, like the the next two movies tried to be. I don't know. I, I just never once in that moment in that movie did any moment seem so over the top or disingenuous that I was pissed off at it. I mean, the Batmobile wasn't fucking driving up buildings. This is true. And he wasn't whipping out a Batman credit card. This is true. Okay. <laughs> there wasn't much neon either. No. Yeah. Anyway, which movie had the Batman credit card? Batman and Robin. Yeah. Batman, Batman and Robin. Robin. Yes. I'm going to watch Batman Forever and and Batman and Robin, and I will report yeah, back. Batman Forever is really the one I need to rewatch the most because I I think I've seen that once since the theater, mm-hmm. and it was like in the late '90s. Well, I mean, I, re- I remember being shocked at how much I actually enjoyed that one. I think because I hated Returns so much. I remember. Really, I mean, back then, really. Like, yeah, yeah. I never liked Batman Returns. Oh, well, I'm going to go. What are we talking about? Yeah. You're in, you've always <laughs> you've been, always been wrong. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but no, I remember really liking Batman Forever coming out of the theater. Mm-hmm. I need yeah. to go on a bat binge, yeah. I think. Yeah. Watch all the bat movies. Yeah, but yeah. I, I didn't like Batman Returns the first time I saw it, but second time I liked it significantly. Oh, more. I, I believe me, I'm coming at it from a very good place now. To have no, you're not. And no, you watched this on actually. Cold Medicine. No, this, this, was, this was a Christmas. I was you, watched, yeah. <laughs> you were depressed at Christmas. Right. That, oh, okay. that explains right. it all. You're depressed and hey, you're always dumb. Hey, we you, you can have Batman Returns. I'll, I'll have Boondock Saints and BJ okay. will have Casino Royale and Chuck will have Brazil and every other I've movie told that you, people I don't hate. I dislike Casino Descent. Royale as a Jason Bourne movie. Let me tell you what happens at the end of The Descent. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, Do they, they descend? descend. It's a movie about Let's get back on track here. We got voicemails. Who's this voicemail from? Uh, Batman. <laughs> I don't have to introduce it because he introduces himself. Hey, this is Sunny California. Just going ahead and calling you to tell you guys doing a fantastic job. I really like the uh, the Revisit Remastered episodes. Those are bomb. If you guys uh, want to do some more, I would suggest maybe doing the Silver Fox. Maybe even doing Sinbad. Maybe redoing Sinbad with Smarter Jerk Face. Anyway, I need, I need you all reviewing some that on my iPod now that I have robot jobs. Um, otherwise, um, maybe do a, uh, a spoil cast on The Devil Within. Apparently it's popular. I saw it. Um, I won't spoil it. You may laugh. You may get scared. Anyway, all the way from terribly sunny California in winter, mind you, I'm out. Okay, oh, I'm gonna man. know he sent that like at seven in the morning on a Sunday. I was gonna uh-huh. say that dude sounds tired. Yeah, was it seven a.m. our time? 
No, no. like like California. Okay, time. okay. So okay. he's just waking. His so first thing to wake up oh. is like call the Bamfcast. I, I don't know. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> or maybe he never went to bed. Maybe, maybe uh. he watched the Devil Within. and He was too scared to go to bed. It's entirely possible. The sun comes yeah. up and a ray comes yeah. in and touches his face and glints off his phone. He's like, "It's time to call the Bamfcast." <laughs> <laughs> That's how it strikes most people. But no, I don't. Good morning. Bad I don't really guys. think we'd want to revisit any movies we've already seen. Um, I think we should. I want to I edit mean, myself I, I, into I would, old episodes. It would be fun you to hear Chuck's take time, on that okay. movie because Sinbad is fucking hilarious. Yes, in all is. the best ways. Mm-hmm. I got to go but, back and revisit that comic sometime. See if they ever finish that up. Oh, oh yeah, the yeah. Sinbad comic. I forgot all about that. <laughs> yeah, but no, I, I don't think we'll be redoing any of those. We may remaster a couple more if. Yeah, if we take a break, break it's, more time it's a good thing to do when there's a break. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Keep you people entertained. <laughs> but so. we're really eventually we're gonna run out of like episodes that need it done because I mean, it, around episode vote, thirty something is where for cool as ice. If that can even be done, possibly the sound was so cool terrible on that ice. episode. Yeah, that would be my vote that might have for to the next done. redo. But. Okay. Yeah. All right. So um, all right. Um, but also. What was it? The Devil Within? He mentioned. Yeah, yeah, the new movie. That's one of those the twisty people. blur the line things that stupid people think is real. Oh, it's a paranormal. Uh, yeah, it's the it's real paranormal exorcisms. Wait, Isn't no. it a people found still footage type thing? Yeah, <laughs> real stupid people do. Okay, there's people who didn't know why Wikipedia was shut down for SOPA. Oh, oh god. Oh, yeah, okay. there. Okay. Even though it in, tells them, even though it tells you on the first page, but <laughs> they're like, "Oh my god, the FBI shut down." Never Wikipedia. underestimate the idiocy of random, Google shut down random the wikis today. So anyway, uh, emails. Oh, emails. Hey. Emails. emails are not shut down. Ding. Nope. Uh, first one's from Moon Pier, Moon Moon favorite, Pier. our favorite street urchin. Hey, buddy. So he says, so insomnia-driven question here, because you know. <laughs> Why is everyone so sleepy? <laughs> we, know, we know your favorite movie <laughs> types. What, cast. Hey, we know your favorite <laughs> movie types, but what are your favorite scenes in movies? Do you like the action sequences, the boob shots, the montages? Mm. Huh? 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 Uh, uh, and and he says and also now that the the live action akira has been shit canned thank god i recommend you check out the trailer for chronicle which he has told me to do multiple times and i keep not doing it so okay chronicle i guess we have to watch the trailer for that chronicle we won't do it now but later of narnia but yeah and he says uh finally a movie recommendation for you uh after the colossal meltdown with robo crap Check out Omega Doom, a post-apocalyptic robot war film starring the Banffcast's own Rucker Hauer as the title character. Note it down, bitches. Wait, he plays Omega Doom? <laughs> That's I the guess. he's the title character. It's like Picasso Trigger, but Omega Doom. Omega I Doom. guess so. It says Moon Pier out. He's for my Blackberry cousin. wireless device. Right. <laughs> um, Omega Doom, we've haven't we brought that up before? I think that might be in the Netflix queue, the instant queue. Yeah, it must have been like it's scrolled by when we're yeah. getting something a few times. It's, it's becoming kind of crazy. I mean, I, but honestly, is. like basically anything with Wrecker Hauer from the early 90s. Yeah. Oh, it's mid-90s is going to be in there. Oh, it's a pew. Oh, it's a pew. Oh, that's Yeah, why and Rucker Hauer plays Omega Doom. <laughs> Dulces. Dulce Doom. We got to put some space between us and Pune. Yeah. You're calling that one. One day we're going to find a movie that we like with him that he's made. Cause he's made yeah, we've had this discussion. He's I made know. good ones. One, just one somehow we've we avoided will. them. Somehow we haven't hit them. Yeah. So. But we will. Right. But yeah. So uh, our favorite types of scenes. Uh, At first when I heard this, I thought it was like our favorite scenes. Scene. You know, I'd be like yeah. that Kremlin scene with the mom in the house. But types of scenes. Types of scenes. Uh, my favorite type of scene is uh, forced ass to ass. <laughs> 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 I haven't seen it in that many movies, but... Uh, 
Whatever. Really? When someone <laughs> smashes someone's ass up against another's so, ass yeah. against their will. Requiem for a dream is there an, and, and is there what an else? old man shouting um, at the same time? No, I'm just joking. I don't know. Batman Gearing Returns. Up Batman, Batman Returns. Forever. <laughs> Pretty sure that happened at Batman Returns at some point. <laughs> That's what this is all about. The gearing up, the lock and load, load out. Yes. Gearing Absolutely. up. Yeah, a gearing up montage. Is it always... doesn't even have to be a montage. I mean, montage, you know, it doesn't have to be set up, set to music. Like, I think my favorite things are almost the things that they've made fun of in, like, uh, um, Hot Shots. Mm-hmm. Like, where he's, like, you know, strapping on the gun, strapping on the <laughs> knife to the shoe, and then, like, you know, tying yeah. the shoe. Yeah. <laughs> You know, they even kind of make fun of it in Scott Pilgrim a little bit. You mm-hmm. know? Them tying it. The yeah, and like putting whoosh, on the sweatbands. The sweatband. and the... Yeah, on that same note, I love the explaining how we're going to do the heist scene in a heist. Ah, yes. I Especially fucking, when it whooshes off to other things and sketches in some details scenes. and it whooshes off to something yep. else. Love those. Yeah. Those are a lot of fun. Uh, training montages. Always of good. Of course. Sure. Always good. Rocky Four. That's all you need. That movie has so many goddamn montages. Yeah, it's not just one. Rocky there's four is all montages. Yes, there's about the training montage. There's montages like tw- in that movie. Yeah, there's like 20 minutes of movie, and <laughs> there's the training montage. I know, the, but the cross cut between. I know, but that's yeah. like the fourth montage in the movie. It's just the montage. I know the one you know. I, I along those lines, anything that uses music effectively, like like that that moment that a song kicks in, and you're like, yes, this is exactly what needed to be here, and it's like, um. You know, just like that moment in Eye of the Tiger when they were when they roll up and he picks up Yafakoto and, and Eye of the Tiger is starting, you know, it's like, yes, this is exactly how you use the song. It's like anytime a song is used so damn perfectly, you know, it's like they couldn't have done this any better. That's what I dig. And like uh, similar to that, like the 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 montage in, in Magnolia where they're all singing the song mm-hmm. that shit blew my mind when I saw that movie. And I was just like, Holy shit, that is the most awesome thing I've ever seen. Um, so it really just the, the integration of music into a scene is what I like. We also like the scene where boobs show up. Mm-hmm. Any scene where there's boobs or asses two asses. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> just like I've said, or... any scene where some dudes getting thrown through a plate glass window. Yes. Sure. Sold. Sure. Love those. Oh, Sorry, my absolute favorite anything if a car goes off a cliff and blows up. Yes, that is, that is yes, awesome. that is my yeah, equivalent yes. of a movie orgasm. That is just like times, if I yes. don't get that, I am I am so cranky for like twenty four straight hours. Have you hours. seen Call the Conqueror? Yeah, yeah. When the dude goes down yeah. the side of the hill and yeah. blows up, yeah. yes, <laughs> yeah. Um, That's the next best thing. I also like the the scenes in movies where like you know you've been up against insurmountable odds and. The scene right after they win, when everybody's looking at each other like, oh, we did it. Mm-hmm. <sighs> you know, that, that final, it's over. Could, the, could yeah. there be beers being thrown to each other? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there could be beers being thrown or that, yeah. you know, when people like are looking at each other like, oh, God. Yeah. You could be my like, wingman anytime. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You can be Bullshit. my wingman. You can be mine. <laughs> yeah. Shit like that. Mm-hmm. That always that always works for me. And if I could throw in one more. Nope. One more, please. Uh, cat scares, <laughs> uh, yeah. because in my, whenever it happens from now on, in my mind, it's always a crewman off camera throwing a cat on someone, and it's the funniest image in my head. It's not a cat jumping out of something anymore. It is a someone throwing a cat across a room onto Sigourney Weaver or someone for whatever reason. It's like... I, I would make a whole movie of cat scares. Just people opening refrigerators and cats jumping out. Just cat scare the movie. That's what I would do. It's you have to cats. build special catapults. Uh. 
<laughs> when did you become Harlow? <laughs> <laughs> it's because I'm sick. He's happened. pinch hitting. He's yeah, pinch hitting. hitting. Jesus. <laughs> All right. Next voice. Next email. Uh, this one is from a sack fly. <laughs> yes, this is, this is from a friend, uh, Gwalter. 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 Oh. Or is it Gwalter? I like Gwalter. I, I like Walter. It's Gwalter in Portugal. Who says, hey, guys. First, I'd like to make a note. From I know, it's crazy, isn't it? Uh, first, I'd like to make a note. In the episode of Robo Vampire, you said that both Robo Vampire and Ninja Terminator were the only two films of Godfrey Ho that you guys reviewed. But Undefeatable is also a Godfrey Ho film, although on IMDb it says Godfrey Hall. Ah. And yes, he and Blair both pointed that out to us, mm. which Undefeatable doesn't even feel like a Godfrey Ho movie because it has a coherent plot and a storyline <laughs> that you can follow. Yeah. And yeah. it feels like one movie. And it was filmed with like... Uh, good film yeah yeah mm-hmm. it's like I, totally different so it wasn't but, filmed but yeah with a, i mean that's, like a, that's i did dive into that guy's filmography a little bit and he does have some actual legitimate movies that like i've seen parts of like cynthia mm-hmm. rothrock movies and stuff like that oh, where yeah. it's just yeah. like this dude made some movies i mean he it wasn't all just hack jobs so mm-hmm. but yeah. yeah he has 900 but that's totally pseudonyms. our fault and you know yeah. it's tough to skim the imdb when there's yeah. literally movies. 120 yeah. entries yeah so yeah and i mean it's Our like bad. we could have seen 12 fred Olin ray movies because that dude has 20 pseudonyms so mm-hmm. it's hard to tell yeah so anyway um he also says i'd like to suggest that you guys review virtual combat starring don the dragon wilson <laughs> it's set in a near future world where virtual reality is used either for virtual sex or virtual combat sure <laughs> the villain of the spring film so, so was Gamer a remake of this? Yeah. Yeah. Possibly. Yeah. Uh, or what was that? Virtuosity? That's a good Oh, movie. yeah. Yeah. Um, the villain of this film brings into our world, with the help of a scientist, two of the virtual sex women with the fighting abilities of the virtual fighters. Mm. Ooh. Mm. But without Cynthia their Rothman. notice, they also bring the ultimate virtual fighter, who in the game, Don Wilson can never defeat. <laughs> now he has to stop him after the death of his partner. It's bad, <laughs> but fun bad, and I think you guys would enjoy it. That sounds true. That sounds like a win. Yeah. And he finishes up with, finally, I'd like to question if you guys are planning to review black exploitation or Bruce exploitation films. Mm. Keep up the good work, Walter. Bruce exploitation? Like the, the post-Bruce Lee? All the, yeah. the Bruce Lee's L-I. Yeah. yeah I, I wasn't sure how to pronounce that. Bruce exploitation? Bruce exploitation, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, speaking of black exploitation films, can answer the first part of that. Yeah, we are planning to do that in February. We have hit a gaping hole in our in our filmography here, and it, and we'll admit giant, a lot of it vagina. is just is just <laughs> due to sheer ignorance of the genre. And there are plenty of people out there who know it a lot better than us. But I think uh, we're going to give it our best swing. Yeah, yeah, I think we need to we need to view some of those just because. There's definitely some gold to be found, and we're hoping to find some of it. And February seemed like the perfect time to tie it in, of course, to the theme of the month. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, Black Exploitation History Month, yes, I think is Valentine's a fine Day? idea. Yep, okay. they'll all be yes, movies about movies. love. <laughs> Black exploitation movies about sweethearts. Yes, about Converse. love and the hatred of white people. Yes, and conversation hearts. <laughs> yeah, but no, I'm and really looking Whitman forward to that because that that is a genre hearts. that. I've just never gotten into, but it sounds like it has all the awesome stuff that we would like. I only got into it maybe last year, and mm-hmm. it is a different world, and it it's a fun world. <laughs> as long as world. as long as you you go with the right ones, there are some bad black exploitation. <laughs> oh, I'm well, sure. hopefully by the end we can find the hallmark. Uh, see, I had to bring in one. Mm-hmm. Uh, stop. 
Valentine. <laughs> but no, but that actually kind of covers some of our 70s bases, too. Yeah, oh, yeah. We yeah haven't, covers all of we them. We haven't hit the 70s for a while. Well, so. we're going to hit it hard. Yeah. Suckers, yeah. motherfuckers. But yeah, so we'll have uh, well, something. I don't know what we're doing next week, but it'll be. A movie. Grab bag. Just yeah. gonna watch Robot Jones. It'll be again. whatever. Yeah. <laughs> we'll watch Sinbad. Oh wait, no. We'll watch Crash and Burn. Edit me in. But no, but we'll uh we'll Robot have something War. new and then all February we'll have four movies. We've probably I think we've narrowed them down. Yeah, we got a good list. I, I know we had we had Slaughter was a recommendation last week. It's on the list. And I think that's one that we're definitely gonna do. Yeah. So Yeah. We will we will do it right. Definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that would be it for the uh the emails this week. Yay. All right. All right. I think it's time to wrap so it up yeah, anyway. Yeah, if people yeah. want to email us and tell Harlow that he's insane for hating. BMF at bmfcast.com. Attention, or, Harlow. Yes. Attention, <laughs> Why do idiot you hate bastard. Christopher Walken. Why do you hate love? <laughs> Why do you hate mistletoe? Or send a self-addressed stamped envelope to one BMFcast place, <laughs> uh, Shreveport, Louisiana. Nice. Gotham City. Uh, uh, website. bmfcast.com. <laughs> Twitter. Twitter.com slash BMFCast or at BMFCast. Facebook. Facebook.com slash BMFCast. iTunes. Search for Bad Movie Fiends Podcast or Bad Movie Fiends or BMFCast. Carefully. And, <laughs> and you can subscribe to us and you can rate and review us as well so that others will know how good we are. Yeah, we do have some new reviews on there, don't we? We do. So thank you to those who have reviewed... We are on Stitcher Radio. Uh, it is an app for all of your relevant mobile devices where you can stream our podcast into your glorious ear holes <laughs> at any time. On the go. Yeah. On the go. So it's, or, it's actually, or if you're stationary. If you're stationary, yeah. you can be stationary and use it. But technically, you're always moving mm-hmm. um, since true. we're streaming around the galaxy at millions of miles an hour. Mm-hmm. Um, so. In a universal sense. In yes. a universal sense. Always moving. So you can also, like Sunny California, give us a call on the one, the only, the majestic Garfield phone and leave us a voicemail, which we will cast out onto the internet <laughs> like we have done before and like we've done today. And that phone number is 910-5-JOCKS-BMF, 910-556-9263. Leave a message. But make, you know, make it succinct. Awesome. Or we'll, we, <laughs> yeah, we like, one, we like one minute messages. Right. Those are perfect. Or we'll fuck you up with our belts. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go that with far. Our belts? <laughs> yes. All right. Ike. Not everybody can speak. Not everyone can speak as fast as Mike from Pittsburgh. Yeah. Because yeah. last week, man. Lord Wordimus. That guy was like the the micro machines guy. Hey, <laughs> he was cranking cool. it out. I think we bought a car or two. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> nice. We're not anyway, sure. uh, let's so, get out of here, shall we? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a good idea. Right. I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm the Beach. I'm Chuck. And this is Bamcast out. <laughs>